Welcome to the latest episode of the platform. Today, we're going to speak into Eugen Ennen. Eugen is arguably one of the most technical, progressive skaters of this generation. He has had so many NBDs, never been dones, than I can even remember off the top of my head. There's just so many things he's come up with on his own or developed or taken to a new level. It's just insane. He has had so many great sections in recent years from his two VODs in Japan, his various Portland Zoo VODs and sections for USD and Kaiser and Undercover. He has been graced with one pro skate so far, although he had a second one that was made but never fully commercially released. I think there's only a couple of pairs floating around. I know someone in Scotland that had a pair, but he's got a third one coming out soon for Shadow slash USD. So we'll talk about that. He also released the Shadow Chronicles recently, which was a huge section that could have easily been three separate parts and people would still have loved it. And there's a lot of things to talk about in that. Like, yeah, just so many absolute mind-bending tricks and some big stunts as well. Um, He had an injury problem last year. I think it was his ankle that he had to have surgery on. I know he's had issues with his shoulder and his leg in the past. So just see how his body's healing, how he's feeling now, if he thinks he'll be back to skating anytime soon. Just a ton of things to ask him about. And yeah, can't wait to get into it. It's been a couple of years since I spoke to him last. And he's a really good laugh. He doesn't take himself too seriously, which you can tell by in his sections because there's always a fair bit of humor in there. So yeah, before that though, Cue the music. The platform, platform, platform. The platform, platform, platform. The platform, platform, platform. The platform, 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 platform. Big Eugen. So it's been like a couple of years since we've had a since we've had a video date. Four years already. I checked yesterday. Four years. Oh my god, that's yeah, even four longer years. than I, I thought it was. Wow. Yeah, you've yeah. you've you've done <laughs> a lot since then. So your your brother's place. Does that mean both of you have moved out of the the family home? Yeah, <laughs> not not both of us. Right. Like um, I think right before, right around when I started my master studies a few years ago, I finally got in. Um, two years ago, I moved together with my girl. Was already long overdue. I'm together with her for ten years, so I moved out. And then he's still here. He 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 would probably move out at one point too. But just right now, is still it's too easy to still live here in the room and, and stuff. And my parents are easy to handle. So yeah, he's right. still oh, here. Oh, so so you've moved out, but he's still at home. Yeah, yeah I move out, but I'm most of the time like my girl is working a lot, so most of the time I'm still around this area like um right, i only cool. moved out like 10 minutes ago by car so i'm always coming visiting my parents hanging with steady so, ah, yeah. i see you're close by right cool yeah so see so your girlfriend basically said if if you don't move in with me i'm leaving you because we've been together for a decade <laughs> <laughs> not not directly but we've been planning it a bit longer but i was always lazy i was like a pushing pushing it away okay so how long <laughs> how long you've been living with your partner now it's 10 uh, end of this year it's Ten and a half, ten years, over ten years now. It's crazy. No, I ah, know together. Ah, no, sorry, how long, sorry. <laughs> how long have you been? Yeah, living together. Uh, I misunderstood it. I mean, like, uh, how long I've been together with her? And I understood it wrong. Uh, I'm living to, with her together now two years in a new apartment. Okay. But yeah, it's going quite well. It's pretty nice. It's totally new. It's like heated floor and stuff. Blah blah. All the new technology. Pretty nice. Fancy. I'm happy. All right. So and pretty cheap. 
is it is it going well or has she discovered that you've got an insane amount of habits that drive her nuts normally uh it would probably happen because people would ex- uh, expect like now you get to know each other really well because exactly, you're hanging yeah. around 24 hours but i used to hang around with Sarah 24 hours before the two hours like um Every other day during the week time, I was always, always sleeping at her place. Sometimes she was sleeping at my place. So we already got used to each other. Uh, and the only thing like with every couple, if we hang around like five days in a row and it's only raining, you can get annoyed by each other. But that yeah. works quite well too. I got two cats now. So <laughs> I got enough distractions so we won't okay. destroy each other. Crazy. You've become a crazy cat lady. That's what's happening. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Cool. And it's, and even during COVID, I bought I bought one when COVID started, and the other one too. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't resist. <laughs> right. So she's not she's not got upset with the fact that you watch Japanese anime too much or listen to awful hip hop. I uh, think the anime thing doesn't annoy her too much, but way too much podcast lately. Like I right. sitting and watching like tons of yours and other ones, and I'm. And she's she always been a bit involved in this thing because yeah, being together with me for 10 years, she basically saw my whole development and the whole stuff. And we're back. Uh, yeah, now we are back. Sorry, but the thing is, I, 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 I straight away checked the Wi-Fi and our Wi-Fi wasn't shut down. But now I, I how to say it, I throw out my phone and everything out of the Wi-Fi. So hopefully it won't happen again. Okay. That was weird. Uh, right, you were talking. Yeah, you were talking about uh, girlfriend podcasts. Um, <laughs> yada yada yada. So, yeah. So, uh, my other habits, like being notoriously known for being super loud and annoying, doesn't yeah, annoy her that much because she got used to it. But during the pandemic, I was, um, yeah, I was almost sucking in way more blading content than usual because you have been at home all the time. Normally, I'm always to watching yeah. together. Yeah. And she got annoyed at one point because I was watching all these podcasts all day, all day long. Only home workout and podcasts was my basic routine. Because I'm working at home most of the time, home office, and only did a few things for for the studies because I couldn't go to the university anymore. Everything home office. And she was working shifts back and forth. She's working at the, like, psychistry with crazy kids and stuff. So she's coming back and want to chill, and I'm there listening super loud to podcasts with boring, role-bearing topics. I I mean... She's, yeah. she's not wrong. She's like, I'm sick of seeing Austin and Billy and David every time I come in this house. Just get get them off the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was okay. All right. Good to hear. Uh, how's how's your ankle? That's a good one. Um, I started skating, but not like real acro Eugen youth skating. But I started big wheel skating a few days ago, almost a week ago. Uh, I got the official go from my doctor. But I need to slow down, so I, I'm not straight away on my shadow skater uh, setup and grinding my period. I'm on some Aeon 72 samples. Yeah, I'm cruising around, checking what's possible. And I can already say now that the operation was like, it made sense to do it because I already have more ankle range than I had before. My ankle was pretty blocked before this operation. Right. So don't be worried. It's not like I am I need to start all over. I need to learn top sides. Top sides and all this stuff kind of works. The, my main problem was I had like a blockade, blockade thingy in my front part of my ankle, so I couldn't squat down all the way. Right. I had basically on every bigger impact or bigger gap or deeper landing, I had like horrible pain in my ankle. It felt like a harsh sprain and this was going on for one and a half year. It was insane. This was the main reason to do it. 
Right. So it was, it was one of these, it, it wasn't like a one-off injury. It was, it was one of these yeah, things yeah, that had yeah. built up over yeah, it time. Was, it was like a long overdue thing that happens through over usage over 20 years of rollerblading and treading. Yeah. It was uh, an impingement caused by bone um, bone horns that grew, blah, blah, blah. A bit okay. technical. Yeah, they removed everything, cleaned everything. The only thing is, like, my, my healing process is going pretty well, blah, blah. I don't take too much, yeah, how to say it. Shitty substances. I try to eat healthy, sleep a lot, and stuff. So my healing process was going quite well. The only thing is, actually, it was planned to be a small operation, and um, my healing process was approximately around like one month. But <laughs> the doctor wasn't expecting my ankle to be that shredded. I was expecting it, like you know our sport, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I told him like, like, please check the whole ankle, and he was already like curious, like, what do you mean? I need to check the whole ankle during the operation. Do you have surprises for me hidden somewhere? And I'm like, wait for it. So when you open it up, it was like shredded, and I have like atrosa, atrophy, fourth stage, like super crazy stuff. But the the positive thing about it. Since I had no major problems with this pain-wise uh, way before the operations, I, I don't know. My body's probably adapting to this stuff kind of quite well. And um, uh, yeah, through this factor, you can say like probably my healing process will go well and everything will be fine since I had no major problems with it before. And the main problem was just a impingement and they removed it. So I should be fine. But yeah, instead of one month recovery time, since operation was a bit longer than expected, my uh, recovery time was uh, pushed away to three months. And I, I woke up literally like, and those doctors telling me, I was like, oh shit, I didn't expect it to be that long. But I, uh, I planned it quite well. I pushed away the operation. I actually was uh, meeting with the doctor last spring and I pushed it away to Outnum. Not because I was expecting COVID to hit, but I wanted to skate the whole summer basically. And Outnum is winter time and stuff. And uh, I knew like it's probably better to do it around this time. And in the end, it was a good decision. The last two months, we had like a harsher lockdown in Germany and I could start, um, yeah, focus more on my studies again and stuff. And now I'm starting blading again and still quite rainy out there. So timing wise, I was doing quite well. And my ankle is okay. I think in a few weeks, I will start to skate flat rail a tiny bit and slowly get back into acro but i don't want to over push myself yeah i did it too often in the last years that is what i was going to ask i was going to say was the surgery tactical like did you decide when you wanted to get it done because it felt like you pushed really hard to get that massive section finished and then you're like right yeah. now now i can let the doctor cut me open yeah is this, that was basically the summary of it. Perfect, perfect <laughs> yeah, time going, to do it because you've got the yeah. whole you've got the whole winter to recover, and then yeah. theoretically, by the time spring comes round and it starts to dry up in Germany, you'll be yeah, hopefully that, almost. That back. was the main. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was. People need to understand, like this whole impingement thing, kind of heat, uh, heat, kind of lead to the tip of the iceberg, and got at a point where I couldn't, yeah, just ignore it right after the last Tokyo trip. Uh, on this Tokyo trip, I, ch I just over pushed myself. It was 40 plus degrees every day, sweating. I was skating six plus hours. And after I arrived back home, I, I couldn't walk properly. And and I waited way too long again and finally checked the doctor and we found out about the pigment, made all the extra MRT checks to yeah to see if what to do and stuff. So, and at this point, yeah, you need to, like you already said, you, you have only two options to operate straight away, which would probably have been better. Or like go strategic, uh, yeah, strategically and check how to push it away. And the doctor kind of 
it's a sport doctor. He's like, um, he specialized into this thing. So he's talking to me. He understood quite well that I'm not an amateur guy who's like, he will just destroy his ankle way more. I told to explain him, I think I know how far I can go. For sure, I overpushed it anyways because you saw Shadow Chronicles. <laughs> but uh, he kind of trusted me, like I won't go too far and just break my ankle or something. So he was like, okay, you can fix uh, you can fix your own date for the operation and just take care and we will speak soon. So yeah, and I pushed it away for the after the world summer. But yeah, everything uh, worked out quite well. A bit, uh, yeah, a bit bigger operations than expected, but I'm fine. I walk again. I can push it and uh, put it under pressure. I'm quite heavy. Nice. Um, and yeah, like if you if it was as bad as you're saying and you're skating with constant pain, anything's got to yeah. be an improvement on that. So it's yeah. better that <laughs> yeah you dealt with it. Um, and you yeah. mentioned working on the section. It was huge. Like it was a huge free section. It was like seven minutes long, over seven minutes long. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> let's dive. Let, now let's dive. That, that, could have, that could have been. That could have easily. Two been, sections at least. That could have easily been, easily have been two sections or one yeah. insanely good value for money VOD. Yeah. Like that was like. That was like the same length as Brosco's Nowhere VOD, and he had a montage <laughs> in the middle of it. Like, yeah. that talk me, talk me through this. Why, yeah, why was can, it not a VOD? We, we can dive. Why yeah. was it? Why was it just one section? We can dive deep into this one. So, where to start? Right before COVID, uh, USD planned something like a bigger tour. I, I need to go a bit, um, a bit back to so people totally understand it. So, right before COVID. It was end of 2019. USD was planning a bigger tour after Winter Clash to meet up with the European homies and uh, with the US homies too and plan like a tour video or finally a team video, something like this. But we didn't, don't want to over plan it, but to uh, startly like kick it to to make it, yeah, to make right. it work finally after all those years. Everybody was hyped. I was just too. And at this point, my ankle was uh, finally healing a tiny bit after the Japan yeah, stuff when my impingement acute. And um, uh, so I started slowly filming a tiny bit and um, the first clip's been most of the really experimental ones in the Shadow Chronicles because I couldn't put my ankle back then already under pressure. So this is how all the really mushroom inspired, mushroom blading inspired. Just like the, the rolling roll on your bum over handrails to topsoles and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Okay. I was just into dancing mood at this point. <laughs> oh, it was, I, we, could, we could talk hours about these kind of tricks. Oh, my brother was always like, Eugen, are you serious? Like, is this when, this trick? When, like, when, you did, when you did the little like pivot to yeah. then like, roll over, the, I was like, that's that's new. And I was like, that's even that's a bit strange even for Eugen. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Danny wasn't sure at all. And uh, Sven, our homie, is always enjoying this kind of stuff. But Danny was like, he wasn't sure. Not like complaining. He likes this kind of stuff too. But he's always having in back mind, like the public needs to love it or to like it kind of way too. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, he gives a shit about the opinion of the public. But on the, on the one hand, he wants to have it good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. And I was playing around with these kind of tricks. And at one point, I finally could uh, reach a point with my blading that yeah, I could put it under a bit more under pressure again. Still totally under pain, but it was more doable to do normal kind of tricks. So, and at this point, COVID hit, and yeah, all the uh, planning, uh, uh, yeah, the touring plans with USD been cancelled for sure. It made no sense to go with the whole team to France or something. So yeah, and we pushed it away, and I was like, oh, I already have a bunch of clips, and I don't know what to do it. 
And Danny and me kind of, we, we don't want to do one of our session videos again. We did like back then the, uh, the Shaolin sessions, the freestyle sessions and the, um, uh, and the Bebop sessions videos. We kind of like, we want to close this concept and, and don't want to do it again. We want to do something else. And I was on Shadows and I felt like, it, it felt like the right time. Like, I don't want to go full cliche, but it felt like a new point in my life with, with, with my ankle injury, with skating Shadows because of my ankle injury. So I a bit taller and helped my stability with the forward flex and still have the sidewards flex for topside. So just perfect for the moment. It felt like a right moment. So like, I sh maybe I should switch all over to Shadow for, on Shadow Skates for a while and see what happens and film a profile with it. And we will see. And in the end, if we have enough clips, we can still decide what to do with it. But we've been talking like we can decide at the end what to do with it. Maybe it will be VOD. But Danny me knew quite well back then that we want to have it for free. Because now, now we go deep. In the last couple of years, both of us, we didn't been annoyed, but we've been a bit... Uh, how to say it, not unsatisfied. Um, Disappointed. Dang, um, young Jamie is around to help me. It was translation and stuff. <laughs> uh, we've been a bit disappointed with the quality standard for not for all VODs, but for a few VODs, because the whole concept of VODs kind of got not boring, but it hits the mainstream and people know what, what it is. And people got a bit more picky if you buy on, if you want to buy it or not. And back yeah. then, if a VOD was released, it was something rare, and most of the VODs been good. Only a few, like one out of ten, was a bit meh, and the other one been good. And since 2040, since KCMO and the other ones from the US guys, the first one hit, the quality standard got a bit low, and for sure the sales got low too. And um, yeah, we felt like it was the right time to release a pretty strong free section. I actually did something similar. Maybe you remember, you already mentioned Alex Brosco's VOD back then, the face melt one. And that year, I had my Pro introduction, and we released a Shaolin sessions that That's year for free. We released Shaolin yeah. sessions, and then I spoke to yeah. you just after you. And people asked me, yeah, people yeah. asked me the same back then. Why did you release it for free? Because it felt like the right time. Roscoe released such a high standard as a VOD, and I and I try try to release this kind of high standard trick wise and filming wise kind of too, uh, for free edits. And even people back then on BMAC BMAC uh, forum was still around. People were joking like. So if you're doing now a VOD, you need at least a fast light on a King Ray, right? <laughs> That's the pro see when you give such good stuff away for free, it's like, well, yeah. now you, if you're charging, now you need to level up. So yeah, and and yeah, and and I don't want to mean it. It should be like this, but it's a way to push the free edits and push uh, obviously on the same page uh, the quality standard for the VODs. And this was a main intention for Shadow Chronicles, not to just put it out to prove myself, more to. Yeah, to hire as a standard for free edits a bit to to motivate people and inspire people yeah. to uh, they can still skate curbs and whatever they want. It's not about the 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 um, the big spots or something, but the the sweat. Then he always calling it the sweating. Like did the guy actually even sweat for this clip? And not like sweating. Did he try it one hour or something? But did he put in work mentally? Think about the trick, prepare it and stuff. And I, I, I kind of miss. I, I know what you mean because. Yeah, like I think I get what you mean. When VODs first came out, it was like you could tell that these people spent a lot of time and energy on it. Yes, yes, and then yes, over yes, the yes. years, it felt like people were spending very little fucking time and energy on it. And some yeah. of them just felt like they were releasing B roll and having the audacity to charge yeah. five, ten. And like there's a VOD I saw, I think it was last year, and it had Montre doing a backslide on a just a bench, just like a like a, a four foot bench. And I'm like I've seen Montre do that down a quadruple kink Andrew. I don't want to see him do it on a park bench. Like, get that yeah. shit out of here. So, yeah. Yeah, it's changed a lot. And 
yeah, this was the main motivation to push both standards kind of for the free edits and for the VODs too. And yeah, I'm normally not an ego guy, but it felt like a right time to to punch the scene in the face a bit again, if if I can say it in the word, because I I put myself, not by purpose, but I put myself into this tiny box of my own characters that I created over the last years. Because people, you know, the people think if they watch all my edits and I post obviously way more than other people with Bokman Zoo and other stuff, I'm almost, I'm annoying online. I know with all the edits and every week another Bokman Zoo edit, right. people are already like, oh, another link in bio, what the fuck? But uh, people through this, people think they kind of know me. And honestly, they don't know nothing because they only see what I allow them to see about myself. And they they put myself into the box uh, and, and created this character that, that, uh, that I kind of basically created by myself. Yeah, I put myself into this tiny technical skater box. The, the, and the, people, sweat, the sweatpant ninja. Yeah, exactly. But and, <laughs> and a few people know that I can throw a few bigger... <laughs> Uh, uh, a few bigger gaps or like a bigger spot, but I rarely do it. Or can or only a few people know that I'm enjoying mushroom blading way longer before it was actually mainstream and cool and stuff. I was enjoying it for years, so it felt like the right time. Yeah, I think I want to to release something, yeah, more deeper, more meaningful, and more expressing myself. And this was the main idea behind Shadow Chronicles. Yeah. Oh, like it was massive, and yeah, like you said. Uh, it showed your strengths it showed what you're really good at technical skating yeah. but the amount of stuff i've even written some of them down because i knew i wasn't going to remember it there's there's <laughs> so much stuff in there that just even was even surprising for you like stuff that we've not seen you like the alley-oop thread the needle on the rail i think it was like soil to porn star or something with a grab the whole way through or the, the alley-oop fish brain to like was it negative alley-oop fish brain yeah, yeah uh, like, it's almost like it's, it's like a drop down switch negative fish brain. Yeah, uh, shout just, out to Joey just, Langer. I I, I kind of stole it from from Joey Langer. Uh, he did something similar. He did just zero spin macu to negative macu in a box on Instagram. I was going to ask it, if you'd it somewhere yeah. before, right? Okay. Yeah, and when when I saw it, I was like instantly, oh, okay, I can do it with Ellie Fishbrain on a handrail. I I could I I could try to do it. And it worked out quite well. <laughs> yeah, it worked out very well. Yeah, even when I saw, I, I watched your B-roll thing during the week and I was like, yeah. you didn't even get hurt when just you missed Just a few those. tries, it was insane. Yeah, because it's one of those ones where if you miss, you're just hanging over the center yeah. of the rail, facing down into yeah. it, but you in, still didn't. And the rail had one of those, yeah, and the rail had one of those donkey tails. So if I miss, you can hit it. Oh, dude, I was, and I don't know. And the funny thing is, I did this straight away after the Alup grab top sole rewind pawn thingy. And this one took me pretty long because it was so technical and with a grab. Yeah. And I was pretty exhausted. And after I took a tiny break of 10 minutes drinking some water, I was like, hey, Danny, I have another idea. And he's like, no, let's just move. Let's just move from this spot. I was like, give me a few tries. Give me a few tries. And I bam, and I laced it in a few ones. It was it so was, jokes. It was stomped. Yeah. Also, that. Yeah. Trick that just didn't make well. Actually, there were many tricks that we're going to talk about. A few of them. There were many that didn't make sense. The what was it five four? Was it like five forty the first set and then Misty the second set? Was that what happened? Uh, it was. It was uh, Misty flips the first set and switch five forty the second that, one. That was a got it mixed up. Like that, no one goes to that and goes, "Oh, this will be a good idea." Like that's not. <laughs> Even Montre is like, oh, probably like three the first one and Misty the second one. No one does the, the Misty first. Why would you like? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, the shots shot behind the scenes. Sorry for this one. 
um, I planned it pretty long. I know I've been at the spot a few times. Maybe you remember I did like a few other lines with like yeah, Switch I've eight, seen it before. Double yeah. grab, yeah, 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 and two spin wall right. So it's a uh, condition wise perfect, runner perfect, landing perfect. The space between the gaps is just the perfect amount, so it's not too short. So you fuck up, or it's not too long, so it gets boring. So you're like rolling, rolling another gap. It's just the right amount. And I plan to do uh, my ender kind of there for quite a long time, probably a few weeks even, because uh, at this point, it was months. <laughs> months. Then he's like, it was, I pushed it away for a few months because my ankle at this point was reaching, uh, yeah, I was reaching the maximum. I couldn't take it anymore with my ankle. So that's, I that's what I was going to ask. That must have really hurt because like gaps are a lot of impact if you're already. Yeah. And I did it. And yeah. I did it a few couple more times, not just three times. It was a few more tries. So I pushed it away pretty long to the point where my ankle, yeah, was finally, yeah, able to take it. yeah, able to take it. Thanks, Danny. And um, when we arrived there, my initial idea was actually to do 360, switch 360, the first one, right spin, and then 900, the second one. <laughs> oh, your face is priceless. I am. I don't I'm, think I'm. Not, not in the line. The only uh, other person I can think of. Yeah, the only other person I can think of that's nine hundred. Bolino did a nine hundred. Yeah, but I never saw a line with a nine hundred. So I was like, I want to have a line with a nine hundred. <laughs> and when we went at the spot, it was doable, but uh, I knew it won't happen in a few tries. And um, the I forgot that the landing ground is a bit gritty, grippy. So I was shred away all my skin because it's a few bales. I would just smash myself. And it actually happened on a few bias. I scratched away a bit of my skin on the uh, on the bio tries. So I was like, what else can I do? And I played around with variations, maybe something was grab, but I already did. Back then the lines was a pretty technical grab. So I was like, fuck it. I will go full old school, like my early beginnings, the roots of Eugen, like just throw bio. And I was like, what could I do? A first simple, uh, simple one and then a bio? I was like, no, let's put it all the way around. I will start with an in intense, super angled bio and uh, in the middle, I even this is why I put the slide in the middle. I wanted to have as much happen as possible, so people don't even have time to to yeah to calm down with their mind. So you need to pay attention all the time. And doing the bio landing, doing straight away the tiny mushroom blading slide, yeah, uh, and using this turn to stop and then like uh, counter rotation and rotate it back to the switch 540. Yeah, and I played and I can do switch 540 for quite a while. I learned them years ago because I'm obsessed with like learning stuff. Um, regular and unnatural, natural and unnatural. So yeah, I did a few Switch 540s over the years, even on bigger gaps, like 14 stairs, and this is a tiny bit smaller. So I was like, yeah, technically it's doable. Just give me a few minutes to figure out the speeds, the landing, how fast I need to go. Yeah, and then I did it. Yeah, the pain the pain in my ankle was a bit too much and I needed to took out another week. And the thing is, the, yeah, the, Danny's right. I need to mention this trick happened, I think two days before my operation. <laughs> And it's also the last trick for the video. Yeah, it was the last trick for the video, and it happened right before my operation. It was, a, okay, we need to close this thing. What yeah. else can I do? I need a massive bio. Let's go. Bam! <laughs> Not massive, but I need an interesting bio line. And this was to shut it down. Yeah. And it was wow. like the 50 okay. clips, I think. It was like the 15th, 15th clip. Yeah. Right. That's 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 one way to go out. Okay, you see, you mentioned Bellino. I was talking to Casey Garrity about this, and Casey yeah. couldn't remember if John had landed a nine hundred on street. He did. He, oh, Casey, come on, bro. He should know he, better. He uh, said he remembered. Up, he said he remembered he did, the period he did an where John and Monty were faking nine hundred. What was that? On? He did a faking nine hundred once too. For the uh, yeah, sorry, then you're right. I'm I'm doing the 
Shout out to Dominic Bruce. I'm doing the Bruce right now. I need to calm down a bit and let you talk more because I need to ask you questions too, bro. Now, uh, he did a fakie 100 once. How's the video been called of um, where he was featured in the video? I don't, it's not Sleaze. Uh, Nemo was in it. Um, Cody, the, Cody Purse, the homie from David Sizemore. David was in it and Bolino had clips in it too. They've been all of them been pretty young back then and, and they did this funny indie kind of hype uh, video thing. And yeah. he had a fake 900 in it. Okay. Oh, so I don't know he, the name exactly. Young, I need to young, right. So when yeah, he was, he was younger. He was, yeah. Right. He okay, was still right. on, he was still on Nimising back then or something. And he did a fake nine on the set. And it was like a funny meme thing. They had like a, they had like a bet going on like yeah you cut like this fakey nine and he was going to this to this 12 stairs or whatever said it was it was actually good height maybe even 14 and he was going for the fakey nine and landing wow. it was insane okay. yeah um yeah because the only other one i've seen recently is jordan williams that have you seen up to no good yeah for sure the long beach one jordan williams does one but he kind of does it it's got like a kicker and he does like yeah. a 900 off a but yeah doing it on a stair set is that's that's wild. yeah yeah i was jealous about this spot because the kicker looked you need like the right angle it, it doesn't have it to be too launch, steep, yeah. but if it's too narrow you're just yeah floating this kicker was quite well for it i did a few ones at my home park uh out of the bank and it's if you get used to it it's quite easy it feels like 360 and then 540 it's kind of weird but uh yeah you're right i i'll take your word for i didn't it. I, do I don't it believe you but i'll take your word for it yeah okay <laughs> But yeah, you can figure it out after time. And I can do corkscrew 900s uh, since I'm younger too. So I, I'm into this kind of flow. Um, but yeah, I agree so, with so you. So we, like doing... we need to find you a street bank that you can do a cork 900 off. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> and, and, this, and this year you need to go back and do the 900 off the double set. So yeah. Yeah, but don't say this. That's the goal for 2021. You've yeah, got to level no, up. No, no, level no, up. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I asked me so many times about the 100, and I was like, no, please, we don't do this. Your ankle is fucked up. You're not ready. Your back is hurt. Maybe in the next years, but I don't know. It's way too crazy. I, I, love, yeah. I love that not only am I getting the podcast with you, but I'm getting an insight into you and your brother's relationship as well. We need to just <laughs> only if you love knew. it. It's love crazy. It. It's, it's just mental. Then yeah. it was slowing me down. I, I was already like, I had I had fucking water dripping down. I was like, I want to have this 900, Danny. I need this 900. He's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I never did it. I, ne I never. I didn't try it yet from flat to flat, the, the aspects that you mentioned. Because, yeah. yeah, it's true. I agree with you. It's way harder to, to build up the momentum, momentum for the spin without the kicker because the kicker helps you. It's insane. I... I did a few frontside 720s and fakie sevens. This is why I think it should be doable for me. And I, I got some movement movement pretty naturally over the years now. But yeah, this is why I was hyped. I was building up this crazy pressure on me. And when we arrived and I realized ah, it's too much for my ankle, it was quite releasing, uh, relieving. Like, okay, I will just do the bio line. Yeah. I, I love how you're like, oh, I'll go with the safe option. That's the safe option. Yeah, right, cool. That's not a safe option. Yeah, um, if you would know, if you would know that most of the other tricks. I planned it's always plan B. So most of the other stuff was plan B. Actually, I planned way harder stuff. I want I want to ask you about that. See where you do the the four rail transfer. So you do like royal, royal, yeah. royal, royal. Was the plan always to stall the fence, or no. was that the backup Jump plan? Over it. Because I saw that you I saw you trying it, and it looked like you wanted to huck over it. But I wanted to huck over it. it did you just it's, get was, too tired? Yeah. 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 I was the first thing. I was getting too tired, and then I realized. Um, for sure, my ankle, the impact would be quite, quite heavy. 
the other thing was you saw my speed uh, my speed level was getting yeah, just dropped, pretty low yeah. at the end and even if i could have jumped over it on the landing there is like a tiny street piece uh, a curb and i need to jump over the curb too so if i would hit it it would be dangerous and when i was going faster uh, when i was approaching the wall uh, transfers faster i couldn't reach the last rail because if you go faster you're too fast as a third rail yep. and you're just flying out yeah so once i um find the balance between the speeds that i need to get to the last rail and uh, jump over it i was realizing now it won't happen so i would just jump on the fence i'm not happy with the clip like it's impactful and looks it looks I, great I but didn't i was think, like i didn't think you would have done it better yeah. Because there was a few attempts I saw you and I was like, he's running out of rail. He's running out of rail. Like, and then the one where you landed in the B-roll, it showed you the full clip and it showed you you yeah. stumbling away. And I was like, there's no way Eugen's going to be happy with that. So, Because I, I saw in, in the actual edit, you like your brother cuts it really quick. So you've yeah. obviously been like, do not show anyone that. I don't, yeah. But you still landed it and it's still, it's still an insane four rail okay. transfer. It's okay. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Like, it's okay. Like if if I'm, if my ankle would have been, yeah, in a better shape, I would have probably tried it a few more times. Not like another hour, but a few more times to, yeah, to just figure out if it's possible to go further. But at this point, even my brother was tired. We've been how much? One and a two, almost two, one and a half hours in. Yeah, yeah. one and a half hours in, and it's a it was pure leg day. And they've been, you can see, they've been super tall. The rails, the trans have been. Yeah, it was just hilarious. They, this they, one were, was... they were not close either. They were like they were far apart. Like they that was an over a six foot jump each time. It was, yeah, I was pushing it too far that day. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't do it with with if I like afterwards uh, with the ankle uh, conditions back then and stuff. I wouldn't repeat it again. <laughs> Wasn't a smart decision back then. But yeah, you you know the deal. Sometimes you are hungry <laughs> and you just go for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, another trick which is kind of epic for many reasons. You did you did the fabled uh, rough fish brain. Now, the only other documented one is which I know I know you're a blade geek and you study stuff like this. Yeah. So you remember Aaron Feinberg does it yeah. down El Toro. But there's no video footage to support that he's actually landed it. There's just the photo of him doing it. Now you did it down a kink rail. What? Why? Why would you? Why would you choose that? Like, even see, even if you just did that down like a moderate mellow stair rail, people would have been like, "That's yeah. nuts." Why would you choose that trick down a kink rail? Just to prove that it's possible. <laughs> I mean, this, some things, this things are possible. It doesn't make them a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, you're right. But uh, quick, quick backstory. Uh, maybe you didn't hear it. Um, the podcast with Feinberg. Feinberg did the podcast a while ago, and he mentioned that he didn't land it quite well back then. There, uh, there was I've, a clip, I have but he never the, used it. I've watched yeah. the Jump Street one, but uh, yeah, must have blanked yeah. out. He, he did like a Shima lander, like we always call it as a joke like an as an ironic joke when shima back then has a crazy time where he was doing all the big tricks and he was always landing super super um right, not okay. sketchy but yeah risky when yeah, with, with a yeah. on the ground yeah so he had a, like um aaron mentioned back then that he wasn't quite happy and it wasn't for him it didn't count the landing was shitty so he never used it but yeah this this underground legend was going on for a while and everybody knew about it and a few guys that i really look up to uh always been not always but been doing these tricks uh every now and then like richie did a few rough fish brains even a loop rough fish brains but on on more 
chill spots. Sometimes yeah. on a down rail in, in the Scottish skate park, it's a super long one. And uh, Dustin Roberski. Oh, so he did. He did it. He did it at Unit 23 skate he did park. A he did a rough Macu. Yeah. Uh, the wall rail, yeah. Uh, after he did the Bambi, the double rough one, he did a rough Macu yeah. all the way. So Rishi could probably lace it on a King Rail 2, I think. But y you know the deal. You need to push yourself to the point where you're like, yeah, today I'm going to the King Rail and that's a rough fish. <laughs> and no, you don't wake up every day and go for it. So, yeah, I was, I was planning this one pretty long. This one was one of the longest planned tricks. I was having it in mind for almost a year, even before I was starting to film for Shadow Chronicles. Because, and I was planning to do it at this spot. The spot is well known for a few guys because I did the, my fast light. Yeah, it's, it's been in your, yeah, it's been in your other uh, sections, yeah. yeah. And you know the deal, if you've been there once and you did a fast light on it, you know kind of the maximum where you can push it on the spot. And I always had it pretty well in mind, like the run-up, the landing, the angle, everything's quite well. It's a bit steeper than I had in the mind, a bit bigger and stuff. But so, yeah, when I arrived there, I was like, oh, I don't know yet. But after a few, um, how it's called, Bambi, after a few double rough, the warm-up was a double rough grind. That, yeah, you do a few. That's not Yeah, I know, I know, okay. I know okay. it sounds crazy. You do a few X grinds, you do a few top horns, and then you do this double X to this, and I just pushed it forward. Yeah, after a few grinds, I realized it's possible. But uh, at the point where I was approaching the trick, my ankle was already getting a bit sore because... Uh, Not even your ankle, your back. My back. Oh, before. yeah, don't, don't even start with my back. The day before, you, I had... you probably seen it in the B-roll. There's yeah. like a bay on the chrome rail, back rail, to jump down, to jump up to the rail. And like, a, like a chrome rail where I'm doing royale, and then I'm splitting my legs and going up on the chrome rail again. Yes. And I, yeah, and in the B-roll, I follow my back. And you fell on his back, and he had like a really... Hard lumbago kind of. I got like the I got a pretty hard lumbago, so moving was horrible. So I the next day I was warming up and stuff. I came at the spot with lumbago. After twenty minutes, my ankle's already getting sore because for a rough fish brain you need the the extension pretty far, right? Yeah. And this is exactly what hurts my ankle the most at the moment. So sore back, sore ankle, and like totally tired, pushing it to the limit. And I'm still not happy. A few homies of mine who have like were pretty honest to me, told me like, oh, again, it was, it was touching, almost touching at a few points. And I know it. And I know it. You, I was expecting you to be honest, bro. What's up? Um, Normally you go. Weirdly, uh, I'm actually, that was the next point. <laughs> Does it count, Eugen? Does it even count? Well, so, I was actually about to give you some shit yeah. about that because the next point I was going to bring up is that trick won you some money. Yeah. I and, hope you and, shared, uh, I hope you shared that it, money with your brother. Yeah. And, Danny, and, Danny, did you get some of that money? Uh, no, no, not <laughs> this one. Wait, wait, wait! Uh, because I because I paid him quite well for the uh, whole video. I paid okay. him way more than usually for the video. Um, but when uh, you let's won get it, to the money. So when, I so I basically won money with yeah. a with a controversial trick, but not controversial. The thing is, I actually land three. Yeah, then you can tell. We did three rough fish bands that were kind of like 100%. Two of them were like 90% and one was like 99%. Yeah. If you see the, the whole super summer, you see like on the one where it's like 99%, you only touched, I think, like a milli, milli second on the middle and the rest was like rough. Yeah. The well, other that was it, yeah. Someone, yeah, someone but, sent but the me the clip, but they slowed it down and they went, oh, I can't believe this one. Eugen Ennen cheated. And then he showed me it and I was like, mm, he, I was like, he tapped it. Like, he, yeah. the, the toe tapped. Yeah, okay. because we didn't know if we if we would really use like the super slow mo or just like a normal speed. Yeah, we needed to find out which angle, which slow mo to use. 
not to cheat around, but to, to, yeah, to make it look normal. We could, we could easily have used the other angle on the B40. There's an outside angle where you see the walking rail, and then you have a super slow on it. And there, uh, this was a 99 one. But the thing is, there you see I'm not touching at all, but I'm super close to it, right? And uh, we didn't use this one because the other angle where we, we where we combine slow mo and normal speed looks better and less uh, cheating. Yeah. But if you slow this down like your homie did, you can see one point where I'm uh, where I'm touching. But yeah, for my to advocate myself on the B40, you can see the other angle, the outside angle where I'm. 100% not touching, but I'm pretty, pretty close. But we didn't use it because it just looked ugly. So does but, that mean uh, we're going to see this? This B-roll footage hasn't come out yet, though. So that means... If it, you, is, it is out. Oh, yet. is that in the... That's in, in the that video. It's the video. Yes, the, in the video is the angle that you know. And right. we, I did, and, three, and I did and it I three times at the end. And then there's the outside angle. And okay. on the outside angle, you see me uh, not touching and get really close. But if you watch close, I'm not touching. But it's like super cheaty. It's like super close. Right. So yeah, I have one landed, but I wasn't happy with it. So I was using the other one where we played around with the speed. But if you know me, you know that I'm totally unhappy and I will 110% do it on another King Rail. <laughs> See if it was another skater, I'd be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't bring this up. They'll get annoyed. But I know nice. with stuff like this, that'll bring it up and you'll go, I've already been thinking this. I've already been, you don't need you to know. tell me. Yeah. Yeah. But we both knew that this trick wasn't like really done proper. Yeah. And I mean, but honestly, honestly, yeah, like it's it's still it's still never been done. Regardless, yeah, yeah, yeah. regardless of what happened, you still yeah. did something that's never been done. Thank yeah, you. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. But but I mean, he mean at the spot. Yeah. yeah. But like but no one's no one's no one's even attempted that on a on a yeah, street yeah, yeah, tandrail. Yeah. So not like, yet. It's still a first. Yeah. Thanks. But uh, what I want to say, I think. For people to understand, like uh, you already mentioned, you you got to know me a bit over the years. I'm obviously not happy, and I will redo it. But I think the main attention behind the trick wasn't to to have the Alex Brosco execution on on the performance and stuff and have it all clean. The main attention was yeah to blow minds to see how to show uh, how far we can push it. So it was not about the perfect execution having all clean. It was more about trying it and doing it and lacing it. So this is why I was in the end, yeah, let's still use it. It's, it's more than fine. And I put in all the work. So, yeah. yeah. And there's a few moments in the video where that is, it's interesting that you said, because that was something I was going to bring up. There's a few moments in there that you show people, regardless of how far we've come as a, a sport and people are like, oh, there's no new tricks. No one's ever going to do anything new. Like that yeah. video has got multiple examples that there's still new stuff you can find. There's still new stuff you can do. There's still ways that you can push this and you showed that yeah. there's there's more possible than what some people believe the thing is now that you've pushed all these things i'm afraid that there's only so far you can take this and now you're going to have to start doing toe rolls down square kinked handrails so you're going to have to find a square kinked handrail and you're going to have to either toe roll it or heel roll it that's that, yeah uh, on the one hand you're totally right <laughs> i know you, i pushed I yourself in, into that yeah. terrifying zone of yeah, yeah. But on the, on the other hand, I got a list, bro. This is only the beginning. <laughs> this is like, I got, I got a list, bro. I'm, I'm not, like I already said, like people only see what I allow them to see of myself. Like you don't even know I, what the fuck I, is going on. I know on. of the famous list though. So what I wanted to know is how much of the list get crossed off to make that section? Did, did it even make a dent? If, if the list if the list is like this long because I can't show it I need to it's super long to scroll it right yeah. if it's like this long maybe one stage of it 
one level one, one level one there's 19 months. levels to go yeah and most of the other stuff is even easier than these tricks but i chose because if you rewatch the edit i actually have less switch ups because you say like how far i can push it i can do a rough fish brain on a king rail to another trick to switch it up and uh, people think like this is the peak of what i can know this is uh, this is just uh, we are just starting. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm aware you've got more. That that's the scary part. I know. I know. I'm aware of the list, and I'm I'm sure it grows every day. I'm sure, especially. I'm sure lockdown has not helped. You're probably just sitting at home yeah. going ding 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 ding. Yeah. I I add a few really special ones during the last couple of months on the list, which are 100% doable, which are even easier than the ones. And um, back back to this, how far I can push it. Um, oh, this is really important to me actually to to, to talk about it. Uh. I lost the point one. Give me a second. So yeah, it was a raw fish pen and da -da -da, the list. Yes, because um, in my eyes, uh, I don't want to switch totally into the flat versus anti-rocker uh, conversation. This could go on for hours and I love to talk about it because I'm kind of in the middle. I love big wheels and flat, uh, flat setups too, but I'm an advocate for uh, for anti-rocker and I was about to say, but I'm sure you've already you've already addressed this and said that you like flat for some things but you prefer yeah. anti-rocker for other aspects exactly. of so you don't have to do one type of skating you can yeah you yeah. can change your setups to benefit whatever it is you're wanting to do that day exactly facts because yeah this is this is exactly the summary like choose the right weapon for the right spot for the right spot why why to compromise and it makes no sense in in the 21 look at how many options we have on the market why compromise with a flat setup and not being able to do a fast set on a rough king rail but on the other hand why using an anti-rocker setup for a massive cap and destroy your heels on a heel raised hard boot without shock pad it made no sense at all so and at this point um to uh, like to go a bit deeper into this discussion in my eyes, this whole flat was anti-rocker discussion is almost fundamental because it's almost like technical and hammer skating versus uh, more creative and fluent and new school kind of skating. This is like another, it's almost like, um, like how to say it, it's almost um, att attached to this uh, whole uh, discussion with flat versus anti-rocker. And what I want to say is like, and this was really important to me because I want uh, another point about Shadow Chronicles not even pushing it super far and, and, and showing how far we can push it and generally um, how far we can push grinder blading. Because the last couple of years, the whole new wave of new school skaters kind of try to act like we've been there. We did everything in grind, uh, grinder, grinding oriented blading. Like Danny Beer is the future. He is obviously in my eyes. He's really interesting. He's the comedian we needed all these years. <laughs> but what I, what I wanted to show like, yeah, it's right to go into, the, into different directions, but don't think like grinder blading is over. We are we are just reached the point where where it's kind of saturated, but we didn't expand it how far it's actually uh, like I believe it's possible because there are still so many options. And the through the needle thing it blew so many people's mind. And me and Danny been actually surprised because, like, let's be honest, it's, it it was almost obvious that to to do it and nobody just did it because through the needles been done. Hundred, not like a lot of years. Like Colin Castle and all the guys have been doing it for a long time, and a few guys like the Roller Miami guy, Roller Street Miami on Instagram. Roller Street Miami. He did like and grind on a mini ramp, and then he jumped through the needle and grind it again. And it was right after we've been in the editing process for Shadow Chronicles, and we were like, "Oh shit, we need to edit it faster." Get it and, out! Get it out! <laughs> yeah, get it out! And 
I already filmed my a bit earlier. I don't want to like blame who did it first. I, I think this whole topic about who did what first makes no sense at all because somewhere in Russia there's a kid that you don't know and he uh, likes to I was about to say, there's, there's people not filming their skating who probably have done it first, yeah. Yes. But uh, the thing was, I wasn't that surprised because it was in my eyes, it was always obvious. It just needs somebody to do it first. And this is the thing about me for Shadow Chronicles and the whole last year. Like, I want to, I don't want to rather push my technical skating even further because people already get, uh, yeah, not annoyed, but uh, get confused by my stuff that I released the last year because it's so technical. I want to rather maybe, not forever, I will still do like in Shadow Chronicles technical switch ups that you know from me, but I want to rather dip into stuff that I really enjoy. And the most, uh, the stuff I enjoy the most the last couple of years is to try out really bizarre new tricks like the through the needle during a grind, like the not leave the grab during a grind to a negative stuff and, and to show that we're not even close to reach a point where like we did everything yeah. in grinder blading. No, it's just like we need to portray it different and dip into new waters. Like Danny Beer is doing actually the same, but he's doing it on flat. Everything he does are in my eye flat ground tricks. Like wizard skating is like our, like roller bedding. I think Liam Bazen mentioned once what the lack in roller bedding mostly was not like in, in, the, in the individualism or stuff. We always had it, but it was kind of like pushed down like mushroom blading. Yeah, the definitely. That, yeah. It was yeah, yeah. The, if, the if you were if you were different, you couldn't get a sponsorship or you couldn't get no, a pro skate. Never like, look at Walt Austin. Like yeah. Walt Austin's doing stuff that everyone does now. If he did yeah. it now, he'd have a skate with his name on it. Yep. Not even one, probably three. Yeah. And he <laughs> yeah. deserved he deserved one then. And yeah. So Yeah. And 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 what uh Leon meant Leon uh, told said it quite well, like we, what we missed a lot was uh, flat skating, like skateboard, the difference they can do tricks on flat. Is it, we are always been grinding, 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 yeah. and a few gaps and stuff, but mainly like always uh, yeah, surface oriented. And um, skateboarders and bikers too, bikers have bikers have a whole subgenre of flat of flat riding with yeah. flat tricks. Is on you maybe you remember on the uh, breakdance events, they always had like a side event for Flatland. Yeah, uh, like X Games and so, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and this and this is basically was what, what wizard skating brought to our sport, like flat skating, footwork. They always call it footwork. I like it. And uh, at the same time, like Danny was popping up with uh, back then. It was how it was called. My favorite video from the guy. I know. No, Tim no. Hortons. Tim Hortons. This is how it okay, started. Yeah. From, I always loved those guys, but with Tim Hortons, I was totally falling in love with the Trey brothers and, and Danny and everybody. So yeah, this kind of started this whole movement with. Uh, yeah, was then he always did it for years, but they really pushed into this flat skate orientated acro tricks movement. Yeah, and then the swivels and everything from wizard blading came in and stuff. So uh, we pushed into this direction a lot. But what I what I want to explain is like, well, if we can push this direction, why you think like grinder blading is over? We are not even reached the peak. We we don't need to act like switch ups are uncool just because you're skating flat and not so good at it anymore. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me one yeah. flat skater that can do proper switch. <laughs> no, I'm joking. There are a few. Sean Kelso. You know yeah, Sean Kelso. But uh, let's be honest about this topic. His, his middle wheels of those guys are basically like 55 millimeters, 100A anti-rockers for me. Like in the, in the night, the wheels that those guys use would have been anti-rockers in the 90s. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> It's like it's like flat anti-rocker setup, like Kazu in Japan did. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, I'm I'm not, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm not complaining, but I mean like, oh yeah, you're right. Dan. 
I'm not complaining, but I mean, like, it's rare nowadays that you see, like, somebody like me or Ivan or Josiah Blee or Jeff Phillips, the guys who are pretty into my kind of technical, bizarre, weird skating that use uh, flat. Because in the end of the day, it works. It definitely works. I did a few switch offset, but it's a compromise in the end of the day because a few movements are less fluent and stuff. Yeah. And um, it may, it's just for sure, like you can push it even further and say like, yeah, come on again. But then you can use a mock frame too and stuff. You, there's always, you know what I mean? There's always yeah. a way to push it further. But what I want to say is like, grindableing shouldn't be just pushed under the shelf. I think it's still a really important part and people shouldn't act like, Flat skating is the future. I think everything is the future right now. Like we can push it in every direction. Yeah, it's where you want to go. That's that's what I always find really funny. That the way the way some skaters celebrate one type of skating is by putting other types of skating down. And you're like, yeah. you can have both. Like you don't have just like it's like the whole whenever you go on Facebook, you see someone go, ah, oh, but your tricks don't count because you do them on anti rock or whatever. Yeah, exactly. or, or someone goes, yeah, but like you know. Like, oh, such and such can skate ledges really well, but why is he not skating anything above knee height? And you're like, well, he doesn't have to. Like, that, the, the whole point is there's not meant to be rules. And by enforcing rules on it, you're just making it like every other sport. So, yeah. you know, if you want that, go fucking play football and stop being so pedantic. I just find it really, it's like the whole stunt versus creative argument. And it's like, you can yes. have both. Like, you're a perfect example of that. You do big tricks. You also do little, little clever tricks on small stuff. Like, you can, it doesn't have to be one thing. Why do we keep trying to categorize? So, or like Danny Beer, they're like, oh, just Danny Beer's a weird skater. Danny Beer is a very athletic skater. Like, intelligent, smart guy. What was it? Calls from the bank. That gap he does off the stair set. And he just goes on for miles. Like that's that. Like if you fall doing that, you're tearing all the skin off your body. Yeah. So it's like, oh, but he did loads of, loads of weird stuff beforehand. Yes. So <laughs> he, that that's his right he to do. Fun. Yeah. Leave him alone. Yeah. So I, I, I do. You're right. I do find it very strange. And yeah, there's there's so many avenues that haven't been explored. Even when it does just come to switch ups and stuff like that, there's always stuff that hasn't been done. Yeah. Yeah, and you and and you, maybe I need to clarify it. I don't mean it in a how many switch up you can do on one rail aspect. I mean it like you said in a clever way. We can do it different. We can show it from a different perspective that we didn't do the last years. And I hope I I yeah I I yeah perceived it. I showed it in Shadow Chronicles, and I was quite happy. In the end, when we released it, the response obviously was quite good. But I had a lot of responses from from guys that I hoped that I get responses from, like. Ridder and homies who are normally not so deep into my kind of blading been really hyped. They've been like, oh yeah, this was pretty nice. And even mushroom blading was reposting my edit and appreciate all of you guys. Uh, I don't want to say like I was waiting for it or stuff, but I was kind of hoping for it. Give me, give me my props. Guys, give me, yeah. Yeah. Appreciating that and, and obviously sees that I can do this stuff too. But most of them already knew. They just knew like, um, I don't want to portray it yet. So yeah, I was quite, I'm quite happy in the direction we are going with world betting the last couple of years. It's interesting. Another thing I like is no matter you've got so many sections out to your name and you've got a bunch of VODs, you know, like the two Japan ones, you've got the two Jonas Hansen ones as well, like yeah. your Jonas Hansen. And it's like you still, even though people know 
what you're capable of, you still manage to make it not predictable. So it's like, oh, we know what we know we're gonna get this, this, and this from Eugen. Ah, but he's also managed to do this that's completely melted our brain. So it, it, I know I know you say it like you you think you annoy people by being online or and I know your sponsors are getting good value for money because you're yeah. always creating content. So they're happy. But I know that you as a skater is you're very conscious of I don't want to be too in people's faces because I don't want them to get sick of me. Or yeah. you know, but I I don't think you're in any risk of being predictable yet. I hope so. I hope so. Well, this is an, another really interesting thing. Yeah, for sure. During COVID, everybody of all of us had the time to yeah to rethink their life a bit. And I figured I kind of like, especially at the time with my ankle and and being in pain all the time. For sure, I was trying new tricks, and I was like, okay, I'm rediscovering what's actually making me happy, like all these funny, interesting new stuff and tricks that don't have to be big all the time. But an aspect that I really fell in love the last cup, the last year exactly, is uh, it used to be always to uh, to impress people kind of way, and I put myself really hard under pressure the last couple of years and hired my standard. But nowadays, like I already mentioned to you, discover new tricks, and you can summarize this aspect. Basically, to surprise people, I love it. Like, I think the most factor about Danny skating, about the new skaters, is not like how hard the trick is or how complicated. It's a surprise. It's like to 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 throw, yeah, to to melt the brains and yeah, the surprising factor will be probably even bigger, hopefully, in my next edits because I really focus on this nowadays. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think and it's one of the hardest things to do because yeah. If, if you're a new skater and people don't know what to expect from you, yeah. most things are going to be a surprise. But when you've had, you know, a prolific out video output like yourself yeah. or, and I think that's why a lot of people think skaters fall off. They don't fall off. You just, you just become familiar with their movements and what they like to skate. And so it's very hard for them to surprise you. And I think that's one thing that you've managed to keep up because yeah. even skaters that are still going and still skating very well, still doing incredibly hard tricks, they're no longer surprising. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, it's it's almost like a development curve, and you and you hit the hit the point of oversatisfaction for the market, kind of. Yeah, you're right, and it's pretty hard to develop because if you didn't, um, if you didn't try to be on the upcoming stage more flexible, so you're not prepared for the oversatisfaction moment because you can't change your blading anymore, and and I think this is pretty hard for a few bladers. Yeah, but it's always, you know me, like another thing about my blading, like I already mentioned, I always love discovering new things. And one one of my biggest fears basically in life is like stagnation. Like I hate being stuck in, stuck in one point. So it's always like push forward, push forward, development, development, try new stuff, try new stuff, do it better all the time. So it was never an option for me to, yeah, to stick at one point. And this is the style of blading I want to now keep forever, or this is the style of closing I want to now keep forever. And even the people I looked up the most when I was younger always been these kind of guys like Latimer. He developed in such a short time, like several times. Every section was different. Same goes for Farmer, same for, goes for Brosco. For a few people that I looked up a lot. So yeah, it was always my dream like to develop and never get boring, never drop a boring edit. And you're right, I have like a pretty strong portfolio. And even for me and Danny, it's sometimes pretty hard like did I already do the switch up at one point? And I have a pretty good memory about my tricks. I really, I really, I have like a, I really rewatch sometimes old edits, like pretty old ones. I, I have a strong ethic if it goes to don't repeat yourself too often. 
you will barely find one of my more complicated switch-ups, like really complicated. I mean, like like Japan's uh, the back royale, backside, 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 ponsa one. You yeah. won't probably see me doing it somewhere else. And if so, maybe unnatural, <laughs> out something different. So it was always like a really main mission of mine. Yeah, to to be flexible and don't get boring, surprise the people. Yeah, and, and now now it's got even more important recent years, obviously because I did so much. Yeah. 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 The skaters that do end up being having the longest careers or being the most influential are the ones that reinvent themselves. So yeah, like you mentioned, yeah. like Brosco went through his various phases. Uh, Farmer, yeah. obviously, like dramatic, you know, style changes yeah. over the years. I've that was one thing I noticed about your new section. You know, you've you've started dressing and I don't want to say normally, but you've started dressing a lot more conservatively. Like so you used to you used to have all I just pressed mute because I got so excited. You, you used to have all like the technical streetwear stuff and then the big like yeah. drapey ninja shit. And now you're yeah. wearing now you're just wearing jeans and t-shirt and hoodies all the time. You've went you've went from like you started off weird and now you've went normal. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, at the same time your skating has went from like like normal stereo, or like stereo, obvious, obvious. It's went from stereotypical street skating to very weird. You've they've both went just complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Surprise, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this was this was uh, quite observed by you. Um, one of the influences has been Denny. Denny was pushing me already a while ago to put on some bigger pants and go a bit more classical and a bit more chill. It wasn't like Denny or me felt like my clothing is distracting. We gave, give a shit about clothing. Like we love uh, we love our pits and stuff. It's all fine to me. Like how you dress. It was more about yeah a new chapter and stuff. And I was privately, I was already wearing a bit different stuff too. I was, st I'm still wearing a lot of technical streetwear inspired stuff, but uh, I was wearing a bit more baggy and a bit more regular cuts, and a bit less the stuff I used to wear. Uh, so it was quite obvious, like, yeah, maybe I should start wearing my usual shit for blading too. And we, at this point, uh, when we started Shadow Chronicles, we actually been experimenting with um, new stuff for Buckland Zoo. The white pants that I wear, the pretty white ones. Uh, actually, samples that we tried out for Bokland Zoo. At the end, it didn't work out how we wanted them to be, but for the I still use them for skating. And a few other clothes that I use in this piece, like uh, one of the pants that are pretty wide on top, but different angled, cut it and have like straps. I actually re-sew them myself and stuff. So yeah, r drastic clothing changes. But yeah, like I told you, this whole project was like a step into a different direction. And it, it was it was intention behind it. You you recognize it quite well. <laughs> but I mean, you, I think you are the first guy who wrote me about the closest yet. It's really interesting. Right. I mean, I'm a geek, so yeah, not, it, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's worked out well in one aspect of my life. Um, I was wanting to talk about your pro skate as well. So obviously, you had the first pro skate that was the carbon yeah. free. Then yeah. you had the second pro skate that was didn't came out. We saw it, and I've even yes. I've, I've held your skate. I've held your yeah. second pro skate. Because somehow randomly a guy in Scotland managed to get it off. I think yeah, it was, he, he bought it. Yeah, it was it was head and skate. So, what happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah, I will make it. Then he's right. I'm I'm slowing down the uh, the pass all the time too fast, too deep. Um, short summary. Uh, it's it's uh, planned release point of my second edition of the carbon free. We actually didn't. We uh, USD actually didn't release two carbon frees. 
there was another sample that got sold by Hemsgate and in, Inercia in Spain. Because at this point, carbon freeze or carbon models built in liner models in general didn't sell that well. Right. So yeah, we we discussed should we still release it? So blah did, blah. Did your first did your first gate not sell well? No, nah, not at all. No, like it, it's sold out now, but not at all. Okay. But not like my skate. It's not like for sure, and particularly my skate because it was Just so special. All all the carbon free models didn't sell very well. Right. Okay. Yeah. At this Got point, it. not so well. And my and my skate, and particularly even kind of worse because it was pretty special. And the people right now, everybody wants it. We got all the old school heads coming back, searching for something comfy, and everybody's asking for carbon skate, which is quite interesting to me because actually the last year has been only hard boots and heel race classic boots like M and twelve and colds and sways and stuff. So it's interesting to see. This is another topic. I don't want to swipe away, but it's funny to see how many upcoming companies right now, companies, new brands like. Um, using uh, built-in liner skates like Nisha skate and and the brand of um charles dunkel charles dunkel Danny's better in royal bedding than me right now fuck Danny, yes charles dunkel's name faster than me i'm right. getting old bro yeah so it's so funny the first to see came how out, didn't sell so well the second skate like what 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 went on with the second skate we produced samples quite of uh, quite a few of them I tested them, they've been quite well. And right before ordering them, well, they checked the numbers again. And this was around 2018. Uh, beginning of 18. Beginning. Yeah. And back then, this uh, was a year when the sales had been going down again. So it made obviously not a lot of uh, sense to do it. So we kind of made the deal to push it away another year and maybe even develop the skate and give it a few updates or whatever. And uh, yeah, so we pushed it away. But I had the sample and the sample been produced and they all always laying around in the yeah, in the back office and yeah mirek was probably at the office sometimes he's visiting past i like hey can i have those samples no sometimes they sell I'm, samples i'm, I'm taking this <laughs> and this and that yeah. and those <laughs> skates never been produced now i'm joking so yeah they've been uh, selling a few samples to the shops and those are so sold them to yeah and con consumers like the guy from scotland and stuff and this is how they've been floating around and actually if you uh, pay close attention. I used the second version, like the second Pro Skate, in initial E2. And you, the, yeah, uh, and the, and the yeah. Japan. I used it exactly yeah. because yeah. It, it felt wrong to just have it laying around in a corner. And at this point, there was no version, no stock of my older skate anymore in my size. So I was like, yeah, I will use this one for for initially because initially is no official USD promo, so I don't need an an uh, like an current model, so I can yeah. use whatever I want basically from USD. So I was like, yeah, I will use this one. I was so happy. It was pretty like personal for me to use this skate. So yeah. And during this year, I could have probably easily get this model out. But That's what I was going to say because now yeah. they've released the Carlos Bernal carbon free, so yeah. there must be some demand for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, you are fast, but you need to think even in my even more OCD-ish faster. Think twice because obviously Carlos was the next in line. I already had my first pro skate, was in line for the second pro skate. Carlos never had a pro skate. He put in proper work and he even talked to me like, oh, again, Carlos is the next in line. So maybe your one will get pushed even further away. And I was like, ah, oh, what can I do instead? Because I don't want to release, in my eyes, it makes no sense to release two carbon free pro skate in a short time too during yeah. Corona. So I was like, what could I do instead? It was right before Corona when we've been discussing this. Um, but so I've been, had, I had the obvious decision. The USD to, catalog had already been leaked before then, and your new skate no. was already leaked. No? When when was um, that? When was the catalog leaked? Been talking, uh, are you talking now about the new catalog with my shadow, or are yeah. you talking about the. Yeah, when, yeah. when, when was the that leaked? The catalog was the shadow? 
Yeah, the catalog with the shadow was leaked right after we went in power slide. Yeah, it was summertime before COVID. Ah, no, it was. Yeah, I, th I thought it was before COVID that it was leaked. No, no, no. Ah, you. Uh, yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah, he means last year. Yeah. yeah um, too much topics. Um, my shadow skate was leaked uh, uh, after COVID during summertime when Carlos Skate was already officially planned and everybody knew about it. It was already out. It was already out. It was yes. already out. Yes. And my we already discussed before COVID that it made no sense because before COVID, it was already planned to produce the skate of Carlos. So uh, I've been discussing because he was the next in line and I wanted I don't want to steal away the spot because he earned it so much. And, I, and on the other end, I don't want to release too many skates because back then, before COVID, we didn't know that I could have easily sold another carbon-free pro model, you know? Yeah, we couldn't have just released two carbon free pro skates in a few months because yeah, it, it would wouldn't have sold back then. But in the end, maybe it would have. I don't even want to discuss it. It's so okay. complicated. Okay. COVID, right. COVID, we'll yeah, COVID changed the whole discussion. But wait, 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 wait. Uh, to get back to it. And the other obvious choice was like, I'm in the office and we talk about it. And I asked him like, oh, I don't, but I don't want to wait even longer because my last pro skate is 2017 and I've been already waiting two years for a new pro skate. Now Carlos will get his one. So I need to wait even longer. What other choice do I have? Like, yeah, Eugen, we got used this way and Aeons. And I'm like, ah, I like, Aeon would be probably easy sold out. I can put in color on it and people would sell out because Aeon's already sell. But if you know me, you know, I'm loyal to what I'm doing and I don't want to just choose a skate because it's selling well. So the yeah, only obvious- it, it would look weird because you don't you don't film sections in Aeons, you film promos in Aeons, but yeah, you, don't, exactly. you, don't, you don't skate street in them, so. Yeah, it would, it would have felt pretty sold out. Yeah. So uh, the obvious other choice was to change skates. And it was exactly the moment where I already was skating the shadows because of my ankle situation. And at this point, they actually don't have stock of shadows. They only sold out the new UST shadows at this point. So I was like, what's the next? I asked them, what's the next uh, shadow model plant? And they, they are like, we don't have a model plant yet. And I was like, can I have one? <laughs> and like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and this is how it happens. So yeah, my... And now, now it's already leaked, but only the first samples of my new Shadow Pro Skate, the ugly samples on the catalog. It's not I the was... final one. The final one will look different. Yeah. Don't be worried. I know, okay. I know you are not into Shadows and it's hard to make for guys like you, for hardwood fans, them appealing. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I'll, 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 I'll try most. I think I, I've skated Shadows in the past. Like I've had like yeah. three pairs of them. The problem is when you look down, they look ugly. And yeah. like, and that was when they were Shadow Shadow. Then when USD got a hold of Shadow and changed the name and brought out the new boot, I was like, yeah. how, have, how have they managed to make this skate uglier? Like they've taken they've taken an ugly skate and made it fucking ugly. How is that possible? Like the thing, the green and white thing that Farmer was skating for a while or green and black yeah, yeah. or whatever. And then when I saw the announced your, when I saw that thing had leaked with your, and I was like, he's not even, why are, why are these his skate? He's not even skating this model. And then obviously the massive section just came out here. But I was like, what? I was skating it for a year, but nobody knew. Yeah. But now that you're That's saying it. that you were obviously skating it because of your ankle, it makes sense. And now that you've got all this footage to back it up from like a year, and, basically a year's worth of footage skating the skate, yeah. now it makes sense. Yeah. And um, first to advocate the companies to go back to Jake. I love the Jake podcast, by the way. Jack already mentioned there are already always two sides to these kind of topics. Yeah. And a lot of pro skates, they're not just developed by the company. The riders are involved. If the rider decides for a shitty design, sorry, bro, then the riders fall too that the shadow skates looked shitty. <laughs> a few of them been nice. Like the Jeff Stockwell one, the all black one with the brownish was super timeless and good. 
So Dustin Mabersky one with the wooden plates, super timeless and good too. Like a few ones are pretty yeah, nice. The, the Damien most, most ones are hideous, yeah. Yeah. And um, about my skate, yeah, it's not the final version, blah, blah. And uh, the final one will have some different colors, some different aspects. I I adjusted a lot of uh, problematic points of the skate. It has a shock absorber. It finally has a shock absorber because the new ST shadows didn't feature shock absorbers. So people can, not people, but especially the shadow fan base can be excited. I made a few major improvements of the skate. They will love it. And another point, if people like hardcore fans of mine actually knows that I used to skate shadows for quite a while when I was younger, for at least three to four years when I started rollerblading. So it wasn't, it wasn't for me like a, a big change. It was like, oh, I know this. I've been here. Oh, nice. It's been a while. Negatives are quite fun again. Ooh, backgrounds are so nice on this huge plate. So it felt natural to go back. And I used the shadow plates on the carbon freeze. I was about to say, yeah, you were, you were already using the plates for years anyway. So, yeah. Um, do you, do they have a, so obviously the thing that the skate that we've seen is not the skate that's going to be released. It's going to be a lot different to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when are we going to get an official release date? When are we actually going to get to see it? <sighs> this is hard yeah. because of COVID. It's COVID time. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's, it's like with the Danny Beer skate. It's coming end of November, early December, mid of December, or the Sam Croft skate. Everything is delaying. Yeah. It was planned for, I, I don't want to say when it was planned and how much it got late, but it was planned for end of spring. And hopefully it will arrive a bit later, a few months later. Hopefully. But it will come before summer because a few days ago I received almost not the final. We can say like the final sample. Dude, we made so many samples for the skate. I almost feel bad because I was annoying uh, Matthias, the boss, and our designer a lot because I wanted to change so many tiny details because obviously on a hard boot, which is established, you can't fail much. At any beer skate, it, it's clear, but it only has actually a different color. You can't fail a lot. Yeah. You just change the color, put a name on it, and go for it. It will sell. Shadows, shadows have a lot of moving shadows, parts. It's yeah. A different topic. yeah, we you need to fix so many. This millimeter, this this flap was a few millimeters too long. Now it's catching the upper strap. Now it's overflapping. It doesn't work. Then you can't put it on so well. Yeah. And I'm a geeky guy. Yeah. So I wanted to have it all fine. And yeah, we did a lot of samples, but it's good in the end. Yeah, I received the almost final sample a few days ago. Now a tiny changes and it's done, and they can start hopefully production soon. So yeah, be, hopefully before summer. This is the main goal right now. So does that mean the goal for this year is going to be to film a promo for this pro skate, or are we are we resting off Shadow Chronicles and using that as the promo? What's what's happening? Can't stop, won't stop. Rest, rest. USD, USD already got a ton of fo footage, you know, promoting a Shadow skate. Do, yeah. they, do they need more? I don't know. <laughs> e after we finished Shadow Chronicles, Danny, we knew like we overdone it. Maybe we should have saved a bit of the footage for the pro. You gave away a lot of footage, a lot of footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't the smartest decision to just roll the wall seven minutes out. But in the end, we are quite happy. Yeah, I will start filming for a new ProScape promo during the time right before the release. We have a proper plan. We even have. Normally, we never have a vision. We're always freestyling right into it. That's, that's actually, lies. That is absolute lies. You, nah, you, you went you to these projects with so many visions. You had the night skating yeah, yeah, one. You had the, you've, you've had so many like strong ideas when it comes to edits. That's lies. Yeah, tricks-wise. Yeah, no, 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 no. He, he's right, but he's saying... You, you, uh, David uh, mean it in a bigger picture. He's right. Oh, okay. In a bigger picture, we always have a vision. How the atmosphere would be, yeah. in which direction it goes. But we talked, if we talk, if Danny and me, we don't like this this 
this word in general revision it's it's so watery you can't touch it um when we say this word we mean like straight points which angle right. what cut which song how long which kind of tricks and this is these kind of aspects more detailed random. always fucking random and oh yeah i just mean in terms <laughs> like the theme or like yeah like yeah the theme is the theme is yeah it's, uh, yeah but, but he's right it's always like in the first few sessions end, it's always last minute you know yeah 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 yeah. Is it, yeah then he's like closing it up and making it round it's always happening last minute but the main intention it's always happening yeah. during the first three filming sessions you already feel in which direction it goes yeah, kind of. yeah. yeah for, then he's like for me then he's not into this kind of arty <laughs> direction he's just like no just put camera on film <laughs> so <laughs> This time, but but uh, compared to the other projects, this time we have more like a tiny box where we want to put it in, and it will be definitely interesting. Uh, and but, but like always, I try to surprise and uh, do something else and different. I already have a few tricks in mind which are doable, but we want to do it different because I don't want to swipe away too fast. But you remember my old Pro Skate promo where I was filming at night during springtime? That, that's what I was going to say. There's been so many yeah. videos you've made that have had like a strong vision. Like they've had like strong, like, yeah, you obviously went into it with an idea and you've executed it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it's, it's it's hard because it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain because actually Danny thinks the total opposite. <laughs> he thinks like everything was random and we, we, did, we just put it into this hard vision. We just. Uh, made it up kind of but i know what you mean you're in my eyes you're right danny danny's on a different uh, perspective as comes to this but yes uh, and yeah we will see but what i want to say like i don't want to i will still overdo myself and push it probably too far but i don't want to go like filming during springtime at night and, and and push my body to the fullest this time we'll go surprising and smart hopefully and beautiful spots hopefully yeah but i don't i don't want to spoil that too much but actually we spoil that something and, and the Shadow Chronicles, not only the skate at the end, I don't want to spoil it too much, but if you rewatch again and all the music changes and something interesting happens at the end, and it was almost like a hint to where we are going, what we will do. See, I felt like it had a kind of nod to main game, uh, Brain Fear Gone, where it went to the, because it had a very similar, it reminded me of the kind of jukebox hero, the music choice at the end. I, I felt like it had that vibe to it. And then at the end, when you hinted the shadow skate, I was like, that's a very Shane Coburn, like just showing the outline that? of the skate. Like I thought, I thought it very much had a main game words, Shane Coburn. It's yeah. exactly where we hinted, especially with the last track hint. The, the track was almost too cliche to use it. I was like, oh, Danny, it was already used in Marvel cinematic movies. I don't know if he can go it. And, and, but I love the track. And I was like, I really want to try it. And Danny was totally against it. I was like, Eugen, we are not, you're not Feinberg. That's not my game. We can't go for it. Like, it's too far. Okay. <laughs> Look at the lyrics. We, it's just, we, we won't break the chain, Eugen. We can't go this far. Like, stop doing this. But in the end, we used it and, and I was happy. And what I hinted a few seconds ago is even further because we used, I don't want to spoil it too much, but fuck it. Danny, Danny left the room. He's outside. We will spoiler. I used another snippet of a track. It's a, it's a total end of the video. And this is the spoiler for where we're going and what we are doing. Right. You will see soon. Yeah. Okay. It's, nice. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier, you're, did you say you're back at university now? So when, yeah. when are you, when are you meant to finish up or how, how much further have you got to go? I should have already been finished and I could blame COVID, but I won't because I'm lazy. <laughs> no, I'm not, not mainly lazy. I start right before I moved together with my girl. I started uh, studying a master degrees. And again, like I, I did a bachelor in economics and controlling marketing, pretty boring. I was about to say, um, art, what was it? Arts and marketing or something like that? Yeah. 
Something. Yeah, back, back then I was yeah. more into a controlling marketing direction, and right now I'm in a, a service management direction. Yeah, and it got uh, it was going quite well after all those years. I was a bit paranoid if I'm still if I'm still smart enough. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I had pretty good exams. Everything was going well, and actually I was supposed to start my final master thesis right around when COVID hit. But I honestly already planned to push it to uh, winter time anyway, because I wanted to have the summertime free and skate and film Shadow Chronicles. And it was like time I planned, uh, like you already said, I was going full strategic. I was planning to get operated and right around the time with operation is finished and I have the recovery time, I can start with my master thesis. And I actually already started it. Uh, it was a bit difficult because you can't meet your professor in, in person. So it's everything, emails back and forth. So discussing the subject I want to write about, getting the final approval, applying for it was horrible. But yeah, I finally started it. And hopefully around, I, had, I have the time, you know, five months or something to finish it. So hopefully in around four to five months, I've finished and I'm done with studying. But it's not like, in, I push it away by purpose because I, I love studying. And it's, it's, it's really, you know the deal, you study it. It's really nice being, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're good at time management, being a student and a rollerblader by side can be a pretty nice life. <laughs> and I'm almost, I'm almost a bit paranoid about finishing studies right now. Yeah. 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 Plus it worked out well because, because you're back studying, that means surely you were getting free healthcare because you're a student. Yeah, exactly. I, I, um, I see how your brain worked there. Okay. I'm smart. Yeah. I, not, not I'm smart. I mean, like <laughs> I, 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 I try to be, <laughs> it, it sounds a bit cocky. I try to be as smart as possible if it comes to this kind of aspects. Uh, in Germany, it's like until you're 25, you get free healthcare as a student. At 25 to 30, you pay just 100 for for healthcare, but for the whole package, so it's pretty cheap still. Normally, yeah. it's like 280 if you're doing nothing, or like normally your employer, like your work pays it. And uh, at 30, I get 30 around April, um, I will pay 200. So it's it's the perfect timing. Like I need to pay after the master's thesis, even if I would keep studying anyway, the full package of healthcare payment. So yeah, I almost pushed it away to the maximum <laughs> of, of having benefits as a student. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, if you can do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I was still hungry for studying, yeah. Yeah, I'm, 200. You release a VOD, bang. You can just give me a little bit of money. Yeah, pay towards that, easy. Um, you mentioned, in so obviously 2020 was a shit show and no one got to do anything. Yeah. You mentioned that USD had a tour planned and you did you say France? um yeah in france yeah. we wanted to start i don't want to spoil it too much but the plans are cancelled anyway i think we wanted to start in paris somewhere where a few bigger sketchups are located and then down the road to south france and maybe ended up with a few guys who are still down down to go further to barcelona or something this was the okay. idea and combine it with the u.s guys maybe fly them in or a few of them or, or fly the u.s guys to one particular place in the u.s and so they can film. yeah yeah we had a few plans was there Apart from that, obviously, like kind of tour video plan with USD, did you have any other plans for last year that didn't end up happening because of coronavirus? Because normally I know that you've obviously had, you know, Japan trips in the past yeah. and things like that. And, you know, being in Russia, filming for yeah. a Groovy Deed and things like that. So I was just wondering if there was anything like that planned last year that just didn't end yeah. up happening. I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't want to complain too much because I've never been, I travel a few times a year for roll betting, but I've never been a massive gypsy travel guy anyway. I'm more of a local. I love to stay in, in our area. 
but yeah, for sure, I had plans. First of all, vacation with my lady. She was super, super sad. But the other things, um, we plan to go to Barcelona with Danny, and uh, for sure, obviously, <laughs> always with my brother, to visit Nick and film a few Pathlight promos, have a good time, maybe even catch up uh, Vince and have a chill Barcelona two weeks trip and just big wheel and not uh, because we wanted to do another trip with Vince, but with less pressure and not just filming, filming, filming. Yes. This is why yeah. we've been thinking about to go, go to Barca, just have a big wheel trip and, and chill on the bigger wheels in Barcelona. This was canceled to COVID. And then Vince uh, now started a more serious project back in Sweden. He's back in Sweden and he's um, working on something full time. So he was like, ah, guys, right now it's pretty heavy. I don't think something will happen the next year with me. So we pushed our possible Japan, Asian, whatever trips. We didn't plan something fixed, but we've been hoping away anyway. And other than that, we've been hoping. So Barcelona, maybe uh, with wins, vacation in generally. And I was hoping to visit, yeah, maybe uh, Ukraine or Russia again. And this was canceled too. But other than that, I didn't plan too much. Only German trips go to Power Slide. I've been there during COVID. And um, go to Berlin I've been once because of some crazy last-minute shooting for a lifestyle brand. It was really interesting with your tank. And other than that, I only visited the homie. Maybe you saw it. I had like some shots with. I a, saw the photos of you and Yozink, but then nothing ever came out, or did it come out, or what? They only made a post. They made all this work for just a few posts. This is how much. So what happened? Money and passion they put in. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a music-orientated DJ kind of uh, club-orientated lifestyle brands. They have like a label and lifestyle brands. Pretty nice guys. A few of them are skateboarders or skateboard-oriented guys. One of them used to even roll it. And they catch up with the Berlin scene, but it was right after Berlin, uh, after Berlin, after Winter Clash. So right. it was cold. Most of the times work full time over there. Nobody had time or uh, like the 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 motivation to do it. They wanted to shoot some yeah classical role betting stuff because those guys are really interesting. So instead of just getting some cool kid core skateboarder from the city, they wanted to go full kind of like anti and go like into different directions so, and right. instead of scooter or something they wanted to go like robbery i was really hyped i was like hey this is really interesting and they didn't want it to have it all how to say cliche like yeah let's pull on the super wide baggy pants or whatever they wanted to have it a bit old school with baggy pants you know what i mean they don't want it to portray us as uh, the yes, food like they wanted to portray us as yeah as as urban robbers and i loved it they've been super down and they've been so uh surprised because they normally shoot with skateboarders and Obviously, they need a few tries for their tricks. And me and your tank and smashing headrests first try. The photographer was he was blown away. He was like, what the hell is going on? It was raining and wet ground today. And me and you went smashing 50 stand uh, 50 uh, stair handrails. Bam, bam, bam. So yeah, uh, really surprising, unconventional shooting. And they they did all this, they paid our trip, paid one uh, one stay at the hotel, and uh, a, a bit of budget on top of it, a tiny bit was nice. And um, yeah, so this whole tiny trip, just a few days, two days, I think, just for a few posts on Instagram. This is how much work they put into these kind of tiny yeah. campaigns for uh, for their clothing. They made like a few hoodies and a few shirts and beanies. Really nice guys. So were were the clothes ever on sale? They've been released, but they've been. This brand is pretty pretty popular. It was sold out in a few days. Okay, hundreds of hoodies of each product. Hundreds this hoodie, hundreds of this hoodie, hundreds of that hoodie, and expensive hoodies like. Hundred something euro, yeah. Each hoodie sold out. Even when I ordered, uh, we've been allowed to get a few free pieces for sure. Nice guys, and um, 
even when I order stuff, some of them already sold out. I was like, what the hell? It's only two days ago. It's crazy. That's so yeah. Wild. Yeah. All right. Really okay. nice guys. Yeah, so, I, I like these kind of projects is how to say it like rather than contracting myself to one brand or whatever. This is why I never like skated for a shops or shop or whatever, because hand skate and loco asked me a few times. I like to be a free agent. I rather do one project with them and then yeah. step to the next project. It it kind of fits more my view of where I want to go and always develop. I don't like USD is different because USD is like my basement of everything I need and do. But you know what I mean? Like furzas and Z, Plus I don't they've like got, to. Like, USD is different because they've got everything. They've got every yeah. aspect of what you could possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, so did the clothing brand ever get in, in contact with you to do anything with them again or? It was, uh, we've been, how it's called, we've been leaving on a good ground. They've been like, yeah, whenever you need help or something from their side, production wise, because they have like cool studios and stuff or whenever they want to hit me up for something else, they will hit us up. And I even wrote with, with them a, a few weeks later on, just uh, small talked a bit, but nothing happened since then, since then. But people need to understand it's not like they just used me small way. Yeah. It was more of a campaign. It's a campaign at a topic. They used me for the topic. And let's be honest, why why should they use it again and again and again? It was more of a short campaign. This is And, and I, they've been honest about it, really transparent. And I was quite happy because better than lying to me and say like, yeah, we will do more with you. And then I end up yeah, getting nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, did, so one of the previous episodes we did, we did an interview with the owner of Words, the brand, and I was quite surprised when your name came up. Like when he listed, I knew, I knew you were. When he listed the people that were on the team, I was like, "Really? You got those guys?" Okay, so talk talk me through it because let's go. I asked him a lot of questions, and he didn't answer a lot of them very well. Like yes. his, his maths did not add up, and the the his, his um, plan for royalties, while good intentioned and generous, the the maths that he you know described, they it didn't add up. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And sound uh, if you are if you if you don't have deeper knowledge of this business concept and the way he's producing this stuff. It's really hard to uh, understand it. I knew this kind of concept as this kind of companies who are doing it for him, like direct companies. And um, you, you've been a bit, uh, how to say it? Uh, you've been a bit suspicious about it when he mentioned uh, the um, uh, direct to print companies and drop stuff. Dropshipping, yeah. Dropshipping in all those companies because they had a bad image the last couple of years. But it's changed dramatically, especially during COVID. These companies are the two go right now. Like it's almost outdated to like me and Danny are doing it, printing it somewhere at your homies because for the economy, for, for the environment, because you're pre-producing all this stuff, you have it in laying around on stock, it needs to be shipped. And we are at the point where production wise, we can even do like they have uh, basic stock laying around and you just print it and send it out. And those companies already work with their own distribution. They have a distribution in every country. So if you're ordering, this is what he explained. But if you're not into this kind of topic, you think like, it sounds a bit sketchy. And I knew this company before through my studies and through personal life. So I was like, ah, you're working with this kind of stuff. Normally I'm not so deep into this because quality control is pretty hard since you're not getting the stock before, right? Yeah, but you, but if the you can't yeah, see but, it, you can't see yeah. what the customer's getting, and that I'm exactly. highly suspicious of that. Yeah, exactly. But he ordered tons of samples. I received a few of samples, even for the stuff I designed and stuff, and so on. And it's good. Uh, 
a few of the products, even the ones we are using, the blank products behind it, uh, even the ones we are using for Balkan Zoo, or like, I don't know, the basement guys are using probably exactly the same, or even like uh, champion basic stuff he uses for jackets. It's pretty good. Um, and through this, through the fact that he's using this kind of content behind the product, uh, then you understand why his royalty scheme is easier to handle. Because uh, so basically, the costs are almost always fixed. No varieties, no risk in this point. So you can hire uh, the percentages of royalty easier than me and Danny will always rely like, oh, for, oh my God, we ordered too much stock. Now the production costs on one t-shirts are this and that high if, if you divide it. And you know what I mean, it's yeah. easier. But back from this topic, how it all came together. He wrote me and another thing I'm notorious for, I'm always too nice. Danny always saying like, you're too nice. You're selling your ass again, Eugen, don't do it. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm always, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm saying it in a funny way, but I'm always helping out people, not because I'm a nice Mazarita guy who tried to save everybody. I feel like I kind of own it because so many people helped me out when I was coming up and Danny knows it and Danny always telling it, but Danny knows what's up. When we started the Bokle Zoo, Tim Wall from Blackjack helped us, a few guys helped us. Uh, Jake yeah, from Loco sex. helped My us. My battery's about to run, two secs. Um... Ja, ja, nein, nur wegen der Referenz, ob das mit Absicht so war mit dem Ende. Ja, und er hat sich erkannt. My computer was plugged, so high, my computer was plugged in, but yeah. not turned on, so that was helpful. Uh, battery almost died. So, yeah, you said you had a lot of help with uh, the brand at the start from like Blackjack and Loco and people like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I I'm, nowadays I feel like I need to give a lot back to people. So I'm always I'm always answering my my messages and stuff, all these kind of tiny details to to be a good pro and stuff. Because, yeah, you know what I mean, like to be a nice guy. Yeah. And uh, even when people write me and they're like, hey, Eugen, I'm about to start a company. I'm always helping them out, which skate shop to write because those skate shops are known to help upcoming companies and so on and so on. Which production is good to use, which kind of samples, maybe not China, maybe go local and this kind of stuff. I'm always helping out. So when he approached me, I, in the beginning, I only helped him. I uh, told him like which writers could be interesting for him, which writers are kind of like free agents like myself, which are and which writers are easy to handle personal wise. And then he was like, hey, maybe, not maybe, he was like, oh, but I want to have you too. And I was like, ah, oh, I actually, I never want to write for a brand. And he was like, yeah, that's the point. I actually don't want to have a real team. I want to have more something like friends and family. I want to, like the guys in Berlin, I want to have one collection just with, with your name on it and stuff. You will get it. You will get realities. Even the realities, if you know me, like, I, even if they are good, like, I would have done it even without the realities to help him and to get free stuff because on the other hand, like, hey, he's printing the, the, the designs I want on stuff and sending it for free and selling it on the site and I only for one season and then I'm gone. Like, not not a lot of things could go wrong. On the other hand, Danny was getting paranoid like Eugen, but what if shit happens, your image and stuff. But look at me, I give a shit about my image. <laughs> like, you see only what I want to show you. So what I want, um, so I have been talking a lot to him back and forth. We've been Skyping a bit. And uh, I got to know him and I saw at the first talks, like what, what you saw too, he's, he, sometimes he have a hard time to explain it because he's a bit more introverted if it comes to these topics and he tried to explain it really articulately and stuff. And uh, after a few discussions, when I was diving deeper, I got to know him a bit well and a bit better. So I was like, okay, I think this guy won't fuck me up. And after he sent it the first package, the second package of samples, and I saw that he was selling the few first products and it was selling actually quite good, a few guys. And for sure, uh, I watched your podcast with him. 
uh, I was a bit curious about the whole Minecamp thing and he explained it to me and I was like, since it's only the beginning of the company, companies are like, especially clothing brands are changing. It won't be like the same logo and design forever. Look at Bokland Zeus every time something else. So when my stuff gets released, it will still have a tiny mind game inch since uh, the whole topic of words is like to paying homage to the to the old clothes. I won't use mind game logos, obviously, but the whole theme of mine will be a bit blanker, minimalistic, a bit different than Bokland Zoo, but I don't want to spoil it too much. The designs that will drop with my stuff will be almost like a mix of old school inspired uh, stuff with Bok and Zoom mixed, a bit sci-fi one, yeah. So yeah, after the first sample stuff, I was like, I think it's legit, we can work with him. And I work, I'm writing with him several months already. So I'm quite sure. But you and a few homies of mine, uh, Dan, Danny for sure, and Jonas Hansson, they've been worried. They've been writing me, Eugen, I'm worried about you. What I mean, about you? It, like, like it's a valid thing. Like if you, if you attach yourself to a brand and the brand goes up in flames and I don't know, makes itself look foolish, then you've yeah. you know attached your name to it. You make yourself look foolish by association. But if you say you vouch for it, I, yeah, like I think I made my opinions quite clear in the podcast yeah. about how I, felt. I, I don't really agree with starting a brand based on a previous company's image. I, yeah, I, I do disagree with that. And another aspect is I, I spoke to a couple of people that have dropshipping brands afterwards. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a bit curious about the stock because with me, I've got an entire room full of yeah. t-shirts and long sleeves That's and beanies. Same, yeah. So I can give them to people whenever I want. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, Alex Burstyn, do you want some extra money? You know, wear this, I'll give you it, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Or if one of my friends needs clothes, give them some free clothes. But with that, if he sponsors people and it's drop shipped, he doesn't have any stock. So he doesn't have anything to give to his team riders. So yeah, for example, you need, you need when he, yeah, when he gives you free clothes, he's buying them. Like he's he's right. buying it like a customer. So that's not cost efficient because he has to essentially buy the clothes off his own shop like he's a customer and then send them to you. Um since he is the owner of the shop, he is buying for different conditions. This is how okay. you need to say. Yeah. Right. And but I and imagine he, it would it would still be a lot yeah, more yeah. expensive than if he had yeah. stock. Yeah. Yes, for sure, for sure. But he's buying to totally different conditions. Almost not production cost by because shipping is included and stuff, but still cheap. And uh if you go full economic, I could now talk about fixed cost degradation in the development of yeah, I could let's, tell let's you not go that far. Examples. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. If at a special amount of clothes that you sell, you can still pay all the riders if you if you pay the full price because compensated by you say, I don't want to go further. But yeah, it's possible. But for sure, I had the same concerns. What I wanted to say, like, I'm not a fixed rider forever. It's just a collection I'm doing with him. After yeah, this, just like I'm, a, a so one-off. I'm out, yeah. but yeah, I'm gone. And this was my main point. For sure, it was like, oh, the mind game thing, I don't know yet. But he told me the vision behind it. I was like, oh, you want to support the riders more? It's only one collection. No, after this, I will be kind of like, I'm not fully associated anymore. I'm still associated, but not fully. So not a lot can go wrong. I think after my one will get dropped, I will do a bit of promo, tell a bit more about it. Everything will calm down a bit more. But yeah, I, I totally understand your concerns and everybody else's. It's totally fine. But it's yeah, this kind of topic happens all the time the last couple of years, I think, with all brands coming back and stuff. So this was almost like the peak on the iceberg, right? After after 50-50 coming back a few years, a few other brands being inspired by old school brands, a few other brands using jokingly, like you mentioned in, in the last podcast, 
um, the Senate logos for, for Sunday Branch, but it was more jokingly. And now he coming with my game uh, inspired stuff. I know what you mean. It, it was, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's, it understand, it's understandable to see something like that and think, oh, yes. maybe that's not the best idea. I, but I really believe if he's pushing it into into a right direction, he can always rebrand it a bit, put flavor into it. It doesn't have to be words this thing forever. He can yeah. have a logo, twist it. It, it, it. You obviously you just need two collections, and it's totally something else, and it could drift into a totally different area. So I'm not worried. Just give him time. He's just okay. starting, and in the end. Like in the end, like in summary, better having this kind of guy, like who at least transparent working with us, telling how much he wants to pay, than a guy who's making trendy clothes with his own thingy, with his own designs, but paying nothing. So I rather have somebody who's at least trying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Sometimes, yeah. Like yeah. his his ideas for royalty. Yeah. I I didn't. We will see. We will see. Yeah. We will see. If if he if, if he's if, not if he pulls, if he's not it, if he pulls bro, it off, that's great. Yeah. yeah, if he's not paying me, bro, I will straight away tell you. Yeah. But yeah, we will see. <laughs> we'll send we'll send some guys around. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah, like you said, I think there is still even in 2020 still so little transparency between what brands pay their riders and you know the various things they get yeah. if they get anything at all. So on on that aspect alone, yes, it is positive that he's at least saying this is what yeah. I plan on paying them. So yeah, true. Um, all right, yeah. moving on. You said what your plans for last year were that didn't happen. Last question, what are your plans for this year that hopefully if we can get a vaccine out and get coronavirus, you know, at least limited, what are what are the plans for 2021? Apart from yeah. your ProScape promo, obviously, that you've now got, you know, the toe roll uh, down the kink square hand roll that you're going to have to do. <laughs> You shouldn't have said it. <laughs> well, I, I figure if I put these ideas in your head, they're going to stay there. So yeah, <laughs> it happened. Um, then it's already David. Stop. Um, yeah, obviously, what I already mentioned, you already said it. The Proske promo and finishing my master degrees finally. Um, of uh, honestly, I try to be as realistic as possible, and I kind of believe that the whole pandemic thing will go at least to summer. Oh yeah, at least yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. Let's be honest. And, and I talk about like still lockdown until summer, so no indoor skateparks and everything. Uh, but but at this point, hopefully we don't need indoor skateparks weather-wise. And maybe even further, but hopefully like after summertime, just a chill, hopefully just a chill lockdown. I would love to dreams, short-term dreams. Barcelona. Barcelona, Barcelona, Copenhagen, visit Jonas. Yeah, visiting Jonas in Copenhagen is nice. overdue. We didn't been there in a while. Berlin. Berlin, we need to go. Go back, go back to Passlight once yeah. a year. At, le at least one to two times a year, we're going to Passlight. So we need to go back there. It's it's quite a trip because we live in Western Germany, like at yeah. the edge of Netherlands. And Passlight is like Irish area. It's almost at the edge of uh, Czech Republic. So it's like six hours drive. Prague, okay. maybe. Prague would be nice, yeah. Finish the video with Sam. Drop another video this year, probably, if yeah. possible. Yeah, I love how Danny always seems to know everything more than you do. He's like, I've got a plan. He's a manager. You got the list on the phone and stuff. Yeah. Like, you got the proper list, like what else to do. He's my fucking manager. So, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, manager slash agent. I love it. Yeah, yeah, probably tons of bigger wheel edits. Not only because of the money, because I I don't want to go full Nick Lomax and expand my profile, 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 portfolio, portfolio yeah, of, of being a big wheel skater. But it's so useful and it's less impact of my ankle. So it obviously makes more sense to do yeah, a few definitely. more yeah. big wheel promos. Yeah. And I enjoy them. Like you can like look at lately, 
a few guys are making it way more, in a, they portray it in a way more attractive way for aggro, aggressive role players with Danny Beer and Nicola Omics and Nicola Tosselli. Uh, Tosselli, yeah, I can't remember. Exactly. Yeah, I know the guy those on local, yeah. You know, those guys are, are doing it in a really, really fancy and interesting way for aggro role players too. So I think we are dipping into new waters. I think Jake already mentioned it too. So I will do these kind of edits more too. But yeah, hopefully you can expect my usual um, yeah, amount of content like the last couple of years, hopefully. If my ankle heals properly in a couple of weeks. Um, you're, you're made of the tough stuff. I'm sure you'll be, I'm sure you'll be fine. But before before end this up, Danny is right. Danny is always complaining. All those interviewers are so harsh with their questions. And you are all, you are, you're not so, yeah, he's joking. You're not, how to say, it, you're not in, um, you, don't, you don't do it intentionally, but you love to go for the uh, controversial stuff. Because you didn't even ask me in the beginning, Eugen, you pushed away this interview so long. You could have asked me. You can be an asshole, bro. You can ask me, Eugen, why you pushed me away so long? Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Uh, like, yeah. I, what are you talking you about? The first interview, I couldn't get you to. I, I remember when I interviewed you the first time four years ago. That took two years. Yeah, oh, you, sorry. I, this is, yeah, sorry. This is exactly what I mean. So I mean, it's I, not surprising that when I started the podcast and you're one of the first person, hey, hey, Eugen, you're going to come on? You're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I said it wrong. I mean, like, I was surprised that you didn't ask me straight away why it took yeah. so long for me to finally go in. Yeah, okay. The, yeah, the main reason was obviously my operation and my mental state because instead of one month, I had three months and planning with my master degrees. I wanted to have a clear mind if I go on the podcast Plus, and not you, sit here like... like when, yeah. when I sent you a message, you were still in hospital. So when you were like, yeah. no, I was like, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and what I wanted to say, like, if me and Danny always watch podcasts, especially of you, it's always like you're a pretty good journalist. And this is why we really appreciate your podcast, like how you ask questions, how long and how you how much you speak, how much time you give to the persons, especially with guys like me who fucking talk Just nonstop. never shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> always. And then he was like, Eugen, we need to ask him some questions. And one question I wanted to ask you already years ago, because uh, you hinted it in a few conversations with us and you mentioned mentioned it in a few podcasts. Tell us a bit more about your time in Korea, because and did you been blading there, working, studying? Yeah, yeah. I was, I, was, uh, I was teaching. I graduated university ah. and uh, my, my uh, mother had cancer. So I moved home oh. to be with my mother because they said she had 12 months to live and she died a month later. So I was Great. like, why the hell? I'd left my city that I lived in, like in Aberdeen, it was like hours away, left my oh. flat, left everything, left all my friends, left my job. And I was like, I'm living at home in this shitty small town where I don't have a job. All my friends have left because, so I had nothing. Yeah. And then one of my friends just came back from South Korea and they were like, they pay for your flights there and back they pay for your apartment yeah. they pay you i think it was like a thousand pounds a month yeah but you didn't have any rent or like bills so a thousand pounds is a lot of money and mm -hmm. then they pay you a thousand pounds if you stay for 12 months so you get like a bonus when you leave i yeah. was like cool bye and just went um and then i took my skates because you obviously take your skates everywhere yeah. when you're a lifelong blader yeah. and there was a public park across the street and I walked into it, and the very first thing I saw was a perfect marble downledge. And weirdly, it's been in lots of skateboarding videos, like lots of like yeah. Nike SB videos and stuff like this. Like they do trips to Korea because they've just got marble yeah. and granite ledges everywhere. Yeah. So the next day, took my skates, went and started skating it, and literally did like two or three royales. And someone just came over and gave me a free soft drink, and they were like, "Oh, well done! Like you're really good." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." 
Welcome, then, welcome to Asia. And then like two hours later, a whole team of rollerbladers showed up, like just a bunch <laughs> of guys. And I was like, what is going And that was their local spot. And they took me everywhere. They took me to like just all these different street spots, introduced me to skaters all over Korea. I went to like a real street contest and got into the finals and then got my ass kicked by this guy that was sponsored by USD. Um, but weirdly, I got invited to weddings, went to a wedding, a Korean wedding, get into nightclubs for free because I rollerblade and everyone, everyone in Korea rollerblades. Like, <laughs> not everyone does aggressive, but everyone rollerblades. Yeah. So ev- like, yeah. I think you have to do like mandatory military service. Yeah. So you can either go and work in the army you can go and work on the underground or you can teach rollerblading. Like that was one of the options. So loads of kids choose teaching rollerblading. I don't know if it's still the same now, but rollerblading is just a massive big deal there. And there was skate parks and ledges everywhere and you never get into trouble. Like everywhere we skated, people were just like applauding or like, it was just, it was so weird. It was just a completely different attitude to to here. And the very when I first started getting into like nightclubs and gigs for free, I was like, "This is." Yeah. They're like, "This is the white guy. This is the white guy we're telling you about that skates." And I was like, "Okay, this is great." So yeah, I had the best year of my life, and yeah, went to all these skate competitions. Just the only thing that annoys me is I never owned a video camera then. Yeah, that was like I only picked up a camera like five years ago, six years ago, and I just wish I had footage of it because there's nothing to document that time. So yeah. I had the time you would look there are just ledges and street spots everywhere yeah. and weirdly Korea's only became famous for skating in the past few years so USD I went know. there and like uh you see Dom Sagona doing a top sold and a massive yeah. high and, and the USD I think it's the tour video or whatever but it never produced any big name skaters and now it's producing all the big name skate like that little yeah. kid like the really short kid is it uh, jay yoon jay Jun, jk is the older yeah, one all, so yeah much. and then jk park released that that mm. what is it soul sundays section which was just insane and i was like they've always had these spots and they've always had these skaters when i went there yeah. there was insane rollerbladers just no one saw it mm. so yeah it seems like now they're finally getting the recognition they deserve but it's if if you like ledges Korea has nothing but ledges. I think I skated two handrails the entire time I was there, yeah. and they were chrome and horrible. Um, but yeah, Korea has all the ledges. So, so I should finally swipe from rails to ledges and move there. <laughs> Have a dojo yeah. just it's, to get into ledges. Yeah, I, I, I actually even asked by purpose because. If we, not if, but if you would have planned another trip with Vince, we didn't want it straight away to go again to Japan because we already been there two times. And I was hinting both of the guys, Danny and Vince, to maybe go to Korea because Vince have a Korean background. He been there and we got now all the upcoming guys. A few of the guys are yeah, they are nice people. I wrote with them a few times. Yeah. So actually we plan to go there. So it's really exciting for me to hear that you uh, had you can, such You can do, experience. Japan is so close to Korea. You can I know, do both. We could easily like, you combine can just jump, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was this was even my, my my dream was if Corona wouldn't have happened or na- next year, go Korea for like two weeks and then have like a chill, um, how to say to to go uh, go out of the trip another week in Tokyo just yeah. chill. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this was just daydream. Yeah, but I always wanted to ask you this because I was always interested. Uh, yeah, it was. It, was this, it felt straight. Yeah, I lived in a country for a year where I, I was an ethnic minority. That's that was just the strangest experience because people just stared at you everywhere you go, yeah. or people you'd be you'd be waiting for a bus or a train, and someone would just come up and say hello and start talking to you in English because they could, 
because they're yeah. like, oh, this is someone I can speak English to. I can practice yeah. my English on. Or one day they used to have like torrential thunderstorms called like monsoons mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. you'd get soaked through to your underwear in like 10 seconds. Like the rain was that thick and that heavy. Yeah. And I was walking home from school one day and like an old lady just took her umbrella and put it over my head instead of hers so that I didn't get wet. And I was like, this place is, it's, yeah, it's insane. I, I would, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Oh, now I'm hyped. Maybe in maybe for future projects. I hope so. Really nice. Very cool place. Yeah, highly recommend. And yeah, there's loads of people to show you around and show you all the spots. So yeah. What uh, what else? Then you, did we have another question? Oh no, no. I remember. I think we talked about all the topics: transparency and 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 paying systems and role building. You already talked really deep and detail with Jake. I can't add a lot more. Only my perspective, but. Jake was really transparent. He was he was such a good advocate for both sides. I love this podcast. Like because he was a lot of people are already complaining, like, yeah, it's always the company's fault, but he's so right about the writers can speak out by themselves too. This was such an important aspect yeah, that nobody I, mentioned. I don't I think that's the issue as well. I think it became known as this podcast where it's like slagging off like razors. And that, that wasn't the intention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happened to be that I know all those people, or yeah. most of them, and I was I had a list of 10 people and I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this podcast, but I'm yeah. only going to do it if you guys come on it. And they were all down. But unfortunately, the people that were down also just happened to have bad experiences with razors. But I do appreciate that for every skater that has a bad experience with a sponsor, there's just as many brands that have terrible experiences with a skater. Yeah. You'll send them thousands of pounds worth of stock and yeah. they'll give you nothing in return. Or you find out they've sold the stock or they've screwed you over, or you've paid for them to go on a trip and they've decided to get drunk the entire time. Or yeah. you know, like I, I've heard all the stories. It's yeah. just, it's a lot easier for other skaters to digest and to understand yeah. that a brand screws over a company, not the skater screwing over the brand. Yeah. I, but I, I fully yeah, understand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all fine. You, you, you don't need to, uh, I really believe if people watch a few of your podcasts, they will feel that you're not always going for the gossip. It was just, let's be honest, it's almost quite obvious because in the recent years, it's just been Razor's who sadly lost a few riders. For sure, USD lost a few too with bad terms in the other companies, but Razor's obviously lost a few yeah. more. And then it was obvious that the percentage is higher that it can happen. That yeah, you have it, was it was yeah. inevitable these stories were going to come out. So, yeah. And and we don't want to talk bad about them. Razors did good things over the year too. They supported so many rises. I know good stories too. But yeah, it shit happens. But I was really happy that you gave insight, especially to these kind of stories. And then having Jake, especially after the podcast with those guys, it's almost like if you watch it chronologically, then you get the perspective from the shops and the companies with Jake. It was really good. I yeah, enjoyed well, it. You've, you've got to have balance. You can't just have it all one-sided because that's not fair. So. so Andy is coming next. You want to have Andy Wigner. I asked I asked Kato because I've kind of had a, a slight relationship with Kato over the years and we've messaged back and forth and I tried to arrange promo for Josiah Blee when his skate came out. Um, but Kato's just gone, he's just gone quiet, he's not answering messages and apparently he's not answering anyone's messages. So um, Andy, I do, I think I've just, with Andy, I don't have a personal issue with razors, but I just think I know people in my personal life who've yeah. worked with razors and had really terrible experiences. So as a result of that, 
when when it happens to your friends then it becomes different then it's like yeah. I, I don't know if i value your opinion because you've hurt people that i care about but does it go for all the other guys too would you do a podcast with matthias from parside or with rosies oh yeah absolutely. i've asked i've asked rosies rosies said no oh i asked rosies I asked Rosie's um, last year or the year before if they wanted to do an interview just to talk about what happened with Joe and Stefan, stuff like that, and give yeah. their perspective. Yeah. I can understand why they wouldn't want to. They want yeah, to keep yeah. it professional. They want, you know, they want to keep stuff private. That's fine. It's fine. I, th I think so too. Maybe, yeah, yeah, it's maybe smarter. But as a, I, I'm thinking, what else? But. I guess yeah, from no, their yeah. perspective, it's it could only be a negative. It could never be a positive because if they speak about things that people don't know about, private matters, it will be seen as unprofessional or it could do more damage to the brand than good. Yeah. Whereas if they just stay silent, they wait for it to blow over and go away. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with this. I was just joking, just hinting and seeing. Oh, I would love else. to like I would love I would that's what I would like. The idea was as soon as we started it, get more women on. Yeah. get that perspective get shop owners on get yeah. but then i can understand why brand owners would probably not want because i'm yeah. going to ask questions they're not going to want to answer that's 100 just... yes. uh, did you already had some women in place um, no, no no you didn't no you did one with coco I we had coco that. and it's really hard to get women on i've got i've got another woman that i've been trying to get on for months and i'm going to keep trying because she's the next person i want on and we'll see but yeah it's I, i would love to have just as many women on as men but it's really hard to get women on to do it. they're afraid they're afraid i, of I think the, i think also well no because women women have an experience of the rollerblading industry that men can never understand yeah. because men get criticized for their skating women get criticized for so much more than that yeah. they get called you know they get comments on their appearance they get comments on who they have relationships with they get comments on all this stuff that's got nothing to do with skating and is yeah. actually really horrible and yeah toxic so i can understand why maybe they wouldn't want to come on it because they don't want that unwanted attention and yeah, i appreciate maybe. that you know yeah. like I, coco mentioned it in her interview like she got no one ever commented on her skating she was a great skater no one ever they always said oh you went out with this person or you look like this or you dress like this that's horrible imagine having that's to go through horrible. that it sounds so frustrating can you imagine putting in all the work and you're you're sure already a minority anyway like women are a minority in rollerblading they make up like five percent max yeah. so you've already got all this unwanted attention and then you get guys being absolute creeps to you and then other women being horrible to you saying you know you're whatever That's yeah, that, that's awful. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a special role for them. It's changing a tiny bit the last couple of years. I'm quite it's, happy. It's, it's getting better. It's definitely improving, but we've we've got a long way to go. Yeah, definitely. We will see. Other than that, what um, what else is going on? I'm not telling you anything else. We are done here. This has turned into a thing about me. I don't want it being about me. It's about you. So, what, do you want to know something? <laughs> I think I've pretty much asked everything I need to know. I Although so. now I'm just going to start, I'm going to start messaging Danny now whenever I want to know information because you're useless. Hey, so, hey, hey. Be like, yeah. Danny, you're his manager. You're the agent. Tell me what's happening. What do you want to know? <laughs> I can tell some things, but not all. Of the things. Yeah, I'll, maybe you want to ask Danny something. I'll, so I'll ask you in private. I'll ask you <laughs> if you want to. Like <laughs> it's useless and annoying. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Talks too much. It's terrible. Yeah. Right. I'm going to let you go because I've taken up over two hours of your time today. Thank you very much for agreeing to do this. I know it only took me like four or five attempts. So yeah, I consider that, I consider that a win. Yeah. And uh, before I stop, before I ask way too much stuff, do you plan to do only one guest one at a time or do you want to do maybe in a few, I don't know, years, maybe another time? I like the idea. I like the idea of doing just one-on-one just because then I find that I love Jump Street, but when they've got a couple of guests on, it can sometimes get confusing or they talk over each other. And then, so I would rather just do it one-on-one. I think it, it it works. It's a good format. And and another question, do we want to sometimes invite a guest another time after a year or something? Oh, the the, the same guest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Plan on doing that. Yeah, definitely. Because some people, like some people just put out loads of stuff or do loads of stuff. So having them on once just doesn't make sense because if someone's really productive, you're going to have a lot more questions and a lot more stuff to talk about. So yeah, definitely. Benny, we are coming back in a year. (laughs) 2024. I'll see you then. Actually, oh, we need to do it. We need to do it in four year gaps. That's the rule. Yeah, that's, that's the new the rule, rule for us. It's the, it's the four, we, we, do, we do interviews in four-year gaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm just kidding. So 2025, I'll see you then. See you then. Right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Speak soon. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye.